the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. All right, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends, welcome to another B Plus podcast. It's your boy, Greg Unchained. That's weird. Uh, normally, I say that I am your host, Greg Unchained. I thought I'd cha- change it up, try something new. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I am not your boy. Please never refer to me as your boy. But you know who is my boy? Mr. Mysterious, joining me today on our first ever B Plus flagship show. How are you, Mr. Mysterious? I'm going well. If my mum is listening, I'm indeed your boy. But everyone else... um yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's your boy. I don't know why. I, I I don't know why I thought that would be. I have no idea. I've been listening to a lot of. I've been on Station Head. Right. I told you about Station Head. You've told me about this. I'm actually looking forward to having listened to your um your playlist. Yeah. So Station Head is this new app that I found uh, that lets people create their own radio stations out of their Spotify playlists and what have you. And so, like today, when I was preparing for for this podcast, while I was getting all the notes together for the run sheet, I uh, I, I jumped on and I was like broadcasting my music. I called it the the pop punk pro wrestling party. Got to throw in that alliteration, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about the. I don't have a pop filter on my mic, so that's probably going to sound awful. But yeah, it was it was the pop punk pizza pop punk pizza pro wrestling party, whatever it was, and and we listening to some pop punk tunes. And talking wrestling, uh, Dan from the Potato and Receipt stopped by. A couple of other people it was good. Uh, I got to you know sort of trial some of my talking points for tonight on live on air on the radio. It was it was really interesting. But I've been listening to Station Head was my point, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of hip hop heads. And so that whole it's your boy. I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but it, it's we're bad. in the zone. We're excited. We want to try and get this debut flagship show out there to the world. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And we should, I should stop talking shit, right? Really? Because there's a lot of stuff to talk about on a flagship show. So we're, we're changing the model for how we do things here at the B plus. As we start to slowly restructure the website, we're going to restructure how we do things on the podcast as well. And the flagship show is going to become a show where we kind of talk about everything, Every, everything. Yeah. I was going to say the wrestling landscape. I was, gonna, but that's another show. <laughs> That's an absolutely different show. Yeah, that's Lance. That's that's his whole thing, and he, he covers whatever he wants. He's the casual wrestling podcast. Uh, we're going to be a little less casual, and we're going to try to systematically cover everything. It's going to be impossible, of course. Mm-hmm. There's always something. I even did some last-minute checks of some extra stuff that we didn't talk about beforehand, so just to make sure we try and get as much as we can. Uh, so you're going to throw some curveballs at me? Not not major ones, but just some extra stories that have come up. So yeah, so on, on, on today's show anyway, we're going to talk some WWE stuff loosely, acknowledging full well that uh, none of us watch anything beyond highlights for WWE anymore, right? I watch 205 Live. Oh, you I watch 205 Live? Live? Right, right. Oh, well, watch- yeah, 205 Live is kind of separate. NXT is kind of like, I watch NXT, of course. I'm very much looking forward to NXT on USA. Mm. Uh, but... You know, we're going to talk about some WWE stuff. We're also going to talk about AEW All Out, all the shows from this weekend, the New Japan Royal Quest, the NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, right? It was Cardiff, Wales. That's right, yeah. Yeah, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Uh, we're also going to talk about some Aussie stuff. Now, I, I know that we have the Aussie Graps show that comes out on Friday, but that's kind of more of an interview and news show. So we're going to talk about some of the actual substance of what happened at some of the shows here 
on our shores. And we're going to like, you know, the format may change as we move forward, but this is kind of how things are going to look moving forward. And we're still going to have dedicated shows for, I think you're still going to continue with your impact show. Is that correct? Impact and MLW. I will always be happy to talk about those two promotions. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, you know, wrestling landscape still going to do his thing. The, the Newcastle pro guys who have rebranded themselves as best of the rest. They're still going to do their thing. That's why this is replacing all the rest, man, because we've got best of the rest, all the rest. We can't have both. I understand. Yeah. I don't have to like it, but I understand. Well, look, I mean, I came up with all the rest a long time ago. And uh, I know. And it's very near and dear to my heart. It. But best of the rest is best of the rest is cool. I like it because they, they, they do a bunch of the commentary in a, a lot of the Sydney companies. Uh, Dan from Potato and Receipt. Uh, we're working with him on potentially getting some shows on the network. We're, we're going to bring more people into the network covering more different things. So there's going to be plenty of content for you still. But just in terms of the B plus official. Uh, we're, we're kind of scaling back and the B plus official is becoming the flagship and, uh, and the Aussie Graps stuff. And then everyone else can do their shows on the B plus network. And, and we're going to, we're going to operate that way. Like it. I hope you guys love it too. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, of course we're, we're always open to feedback. So if you have suggestions, uh, you know, sign up to Patreon and we'll take them more seriously. But if you have any kind of suggestions, you can always email us at the B plus at unchained.media or you can get us on the socials which we will give at the end of the show but first let's get into some of this stuff we want to talk about tonight uh we'll get mm-hmm. we'll get some of the wwe talking points out of the way first because it's sort of the, the least exciting stuff uh, to me anyway yeah uh king of the ring is happening at the moment still pedaling on on the road to clash of champions yes yes clash of champions which correct me if i'm wrong clash of champions is a wcw thing right it might be a bit before my time but it feels like it's an old wcw yeah name yeah yeah it's, i think it might might even be one of the ones that cody tried to trademark but couldn't get like when when he went on that yeah. that spree trying to get all the trademarks but yeah so we're moving towards clash of champions uh which i believe is taking place in two weeks september 15th yeah september 15th yeah two yeah. weeks so we're, we're, we're getting pretty close at this point uh and uh the, the king of the ring they're, you know, it's a single elimination tournament, right? So you're going to have one person facing one person and then they move on to the mm-hmm. next. But you think that <laughs> the semifinals next week uh, are going to feature a triple threat uh, where Baron Corbin went through because, of course, he did. And uh, he's going to take on Joe and Ricochet because Samoa Joe and Ricochet, they went to a draw in a double pinfall situation. Uh, so, yes. Baron Corbin's winning this, right? Yeah, he's got the bald head. He needs the crown on it. It's it's King Corbin. As much as we all don't want to admit it, it's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to win the whole tournament. I'd I'd have to pull up the brackets to see who's still in it. But I mean, on oh, I, but just I'm talking about just this match. Like, there's okay. there's no reason for them to make it Joe and Ricochet both, unless they really want to piss us off by having Baron Corbin beat two of the internet's favorite wrestlers. It has to be there on the other side. So SmackDown has just happened as well. So Elias has advanced uh, as over defeating Ali and you had Chad Gable defeat Andrade. So the winner of that will face the winner of the triple threat. So if you're looking at the brackets, it looks more like Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin. Oh, see, I'd call it Elias versus Corbin, I reckon. Elias versus Corbin? Yeah, you reckon? yeah. I, I, think, I think we'll see Elias versus Corbin. And, and, uh, and yeah, I think you're right. I think we're getting King Corbin. I think it's happening. It's like, which is a shame because I thought like 
Ricochet has the king in his name on his Twitter hands and stuff. He's already halfway there. Yeah. You could have, yeah, I might be wrong, well, but you never know. How good would it be to see Elias become king, though, and he can become the new king of rock? Oh. He could start dressing like Elvis Presley. Like, it'd be a nice take. Instead of always having someone with a fucking crown and a, and a what do you call the robe thing that they wear? Oh, the gown yeah, like or the, the, just the, the, the yeah. cape and the, the scepter, you know, because because that's the thing with King of the Ring. King of the Ring used to be just a thing that you won. Like when Edge won King of the Ring, he was King of the Ring. There was no, there was no crown. Like there was a crown for the, the one night, but that's it. There was no, it didn't yeah. become his gimmick. But then you had King Booker, you had King Barrett. And King they, Booker, sir. Sorry. And they became Respect with, with name. Queen Charmel. Yeah. No, but they, they become this king character. How cool would it be yes. Elias turns it on his head instead of becoming a king and acting like royalty? He's he's the king of rock. I, I'm actually behind that now. I'm, I'm I would love that idea. I'm for king Elias. If he comes out in that white jumpsuit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Growing some sideburns. Hell yeah. <laughs> Playing some classic like cover covers of like blue sweet shoes. Like I'm into blue it. Su- I'm yeah, in. yeah. Get some blue suede shoes on. Fuck yeah. All right, King Elias. That's the official B plus uh desire is for, for King Elias. What about what about Bailey's heel turn though? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I have. I've seen it. I didn't I couldn't believe it. I, if you had asked me one of those people who I thought would be in a perpetual state of babyface, I would have put Bailey in this list. And yeah, we've had a curveball this week. You may remember. I don't know if you were a listener or or what back then. It was before you joined the network. I know that for sure. But but back when mm-hmm. I used to do the WWE shows before I tapped out, uh, I I said like this is way back when Bailey and Sasha were doing their going to therapy thing, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I said Bailey should turn, right? Like she should mm-hmm. have been the one to turn then. So for me, this is a year and a half or whatever too late. Yeah, it feels very long overdue. I'm hoping we can still capitalize on a lot of the, lot of the lost time. Yeah, but it's I'm I was completely for it, and it's finally here. And it's just a nice little flip on the four horsewomen, the whole rivalries that are in there at the moment. Right, and so Becky Lynch is the only uh, the only face left in the group, right? Yeah, and even then, like she's always been a bit in between. Yeah, she's a bit of a tweener, right? She's a bit of a bit of the bit yeah. of a stone cold Steve Austin lass, right? She gave yeah. Stone Cold a stunner on his talk show this week. <laughs> okay, wow. straight up, straight up Steve Austin is that what it's called? It might be. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, the Stone Cold his new podcast. No, not podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 I, a show that's on USA after Raw. It's, it's like a, it's like a talk, proper talk, talk show. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, she gave him a stunner because she was the guest. But, but yeah, no, I, I think this is heading towards some four horsewomen versus four horsewomen uh, shenanigans. But if that's the case, then they're going to try to bring Ronda Rousey back as a face. And Shayna Baszler and Marie. I don't – I don't know. I don't get the logic here. It, well, she's still on her impregnation vacation. She's had uh, two of her fingers cut off. She, they've been reattached. <laughs> yeah. Since the last time we spoke about her, um, maybe just a couple of baby pictures that, and they'll think that's all it will take just to like, oh, she's a loving mother, and yeah, we're we're back in the game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should get. Can Stone Cold go and, and visit her on her impregnation vacation for his talk show? Because because he likes to do the thing is he likes to do the activities that people do. Like, say so that it, it's an activity based show. You know those talk shows now where they yeah. go out and they do things while they talk, right? So like, oh, we're going to go go-kart racing with this famous Formula One driver, right? Like that's, 
so he could go on the impregnation vacation with uh, Ronda Rousey and engage in activities on her farm. Okay, I wasn't sure you were going with that, but yeah, all right. Oh, dude, get your mind out of the gutter. I'm not saying that he direct he joined a fucking porno with Ronda Rousey and the man beater, the woman beater, whatever his name is. Okay. <laughs> suggest- Although maybe he and the, the woman beater would get along. I just had horrible flashbacks to Ric Flair during the live sex celebration. It's just like, Woo! it was a different time. Uh, Stone Cold's going to be on Raw next week from Madison Square Garden. We knew this. We heard about this. This happened. This was announced a while ago, but there was no purpose for it. But now we know the purpose. Uh, there was a contract signing supposed to take place on Raw between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Uh, the OC and, and AJ Styles made sure that didn't happen. And so Stone Cold is going to come in and moderate this new contract signing between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman at Madison Square Garden. Uh, you know, worst ways to use Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Well, the real way they're trying to use him is just to fill butts and seats for the Madison Square Garden shows, which if you look at the like options available there are thousands of seats left absolutely thousands it's not selling very well no (laughs) it's a little bit awkward especially because i'm fully expecting all elite wrestling to announce one of their tv shows from madison square garden and it just to sell out in minutes and just the level of competitive like because wwe they still think of madison square garden as their their spiritual home, like the yeah. white, the place that they can always rely on, which you had New Japan sell out the show like far quicker than they've ever done. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's trying times for WWE. Well, but WWE prefer to run, well, like when they're in New York, don't they run the Barclays Center? Isn't that their new home, really? I think it's, yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a good... The Barclays or Staples? I don't know. It's one of them. It, yeah, they both sound very... I think Staples is when they're going to have their SmackDown Fox transition. I, I have no idea. I don't know the locations yeah. of these places. We're, we're Australian, I, ladies and gentlemen. We do apologize. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, a couple of other things just with uh, while, we're, while we're talking about WWE. Uh, AJ Styles says he has signed his final contract. Like once this Real contract least. is done, he's, he's going to retire. Like this is where he wants to end his career. Do you believe him? I do, um, whether or not, like, because I talked about this on All the Rest last week as well, just if you think about it, he's going to be 46 when he finishes, and as much as, like, like he, he could change his mind down the line and maybe go for, like, oh, a part-time deal, but it, he wouldn't be at the same level that he is now. And I don't know, I think WWE is given a bit more security, and I think he might sign a legends contract afterwards just so that he can still be like an ambassador. And yeah, so WWE can kind of make sure that no indie promotion ever get him ever again. Mm, yeah. No, I, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. No? I think this is, no, I, I have a rule. Uh, never believe a wrestler. That, <laughs> just, just, yeah, just it, it served wrestler. you well. Yeah. It served you well. Uh, granted, I'll give you that. But I just, I think at this point in time, I think he's being genuine. Yeah, maybe, maybe he is, or maybe he's working everybody, including old man Vince, because he's going to, he's going to go back to Japan or he's going to go to AW or he's going to weigh up his options. Like I'm just saying, uh, in, mm-hmm. in how long is his contract for? Five years. Five years. So I'm just saying in five years time, right? Here's the thing. No one can ever have enough money. Realistically. <laughs> realistically. We're humans. Okay. We find a way to spend the money we make. 
uh, you know, no one can ever have enough money. That's that's like billionaires believe that they don't have enough money, right? Uh, so mm. I, I'm just saying he's going to come come five years from now. He's going to sit there and they're going to put another contract in front of him with a whole bunch of zeros on it and a whole bunch of commas, and then he's going to get another offer from somewhere else that have even more zeros and commas, and he's going to weigh them against each other and try to push the price up and push the dates down. And I, I think he'll be around for another 10, 15 years, to be honest with you. But, but do you want to see a 55-year-old AJ Styles going around the indie scene still if he's like very diminished returns at that point? I mean, look, if, if a 55-year-old... I'd, I'd rather see a 55-year-old AJ Styles than a 55-year-old Goldberg. Yeah, that's valid. Right? That's valid. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean... I'm not saying he's going to be going full time or anything, but I'm saying he will be on a contract and he will, he will be making money and he will be wrestling in 10 years. I don't believe okay, him for we'll a second. I don't believe him for a we'll second. Just have, I disagree, but we'll have to wait and see. All right. And, and the last thing I want to talk about with WWE, uh, triple H has been doing the rounds mm-hmm. with his, you know, uh, takeover card. If he does all the, the press calls and all that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, all his photos with the NXT champions and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He went, went, always with the point, right? He points at him. But no, mm-hmm. he's, he's talking to the press, and something he's been asked a few times is about Vince McMahon and NXT moving to USA and what Vince's involvement will be. And he seems to think Vince isn't going to be involved beyond just the marketing and stuff. He, he's like, Vince Vince has told us, you know, go do what you do to, to make it successful. Yeah, the key point, the key quote um, that he said to me at this point in time. Yeah. So, indeed, like I think Vince has actually given him the thumbs up to do what he wants. But at some point, this is why I was very hesitant <coughs> to the idea of NXT moving to Fox or to USA, like what have you, like to a live show facing AEW. Because if AEW start dominating the ratings, then Vince is going to be like, "Well, what are we doing wrong?" And he will probably. Like that's that's the fear, anyways, yeah. that he will actually in, do something to NXT. Yeah, which I don't know. I don't know if AEW are capable of of beating NXT in the ratings, at least to begin with. NXT are getting a two week head start. First of all, a very important yeah, two week head true. start. Uh, they're getting lots of promotion on Raw, on SmackDown, from viewers who are already familiar with the WWE brand, and uh, will tune in on a Wednesday night. Whereas AEW uh, market, they're, they're running ads during NBA games and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's not, I, I don't know. I, I I have a feeling that, that NXT will win the first few uh, at least, right? It's going to take some time mm-hmm. before AEW topple them. If AEW come out the gate on top of WWE, that's like story of the century so far. Yeah. Like this century. That would be the biggest story of this century. If AEW actually come out on top of NXT and ratings, uh, straight out the gate i don't think they will but uh yeah i'm a dreamer greg i believe there is there is one group of people that you can trust less than wrestlers mm-hmm. and that's wrestling promoters yeah so when triple h says vince mcmahon's not gonna touch nxt take it with the biggest grain of salt that you can possibly find mm-hmm. yeah that's all i'm saying Get ready for King Corbin <laughs> to make his way through the NXT roster. He'll beat Undisputed Era. It will just that's it's gonna. You know happen. What though, I do expect. I do expect the third NXT live 
or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, which is the first one that's going to go up against AEW on TNT. Yeah. I do expect that to become some kind of reunion episode where they put Seth Rollins, they put Roman Reigns, they put Bray Wyatt. Like, they will have everyone on that episode of NXT. I, you'd, you'd be All the old NXT champions? Yeah, yeah. You would you'd say. be stupid yeah. not to. You'd be stupid not to, right? Just And, yeah. and just dress someone else as Neville. <laughs> you know, standing there between Bo Dallas and Finn Balor, just someone else in the Neville getup. <laughs> oh my God. We wish you well, Park. We wish you well. Like you made a lovely debut in All Out. He did. Which what? Are, yeah. He did. Let's talk about All Out, man. Uh, we should probably we should probably start. Do we start? Do we start with today's headline, or do we get to that after the? Because that's after the main. I, I want to. I want to savor that for the end of that. Okay yeah, all right. Well, let's let's start at the beginning. Casino Battle Royale, which uh, actually featured mm-hmm. two Australians. Shout out Shazza McKenzie and Tennille Dashwood. Tennille's crushing it right now. She just signed with Impact, and I don't think this is a uh, thing with AW moving forward. I think it's just like a one yeah, and Tony done. Khan said it, like, still uh, Tony Khan said after yeah. the press conference thing that at, at this point it's a it's a one shot deal. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. But uh, we're also, of course, Shazza McKenzie as. That's like Shaza. Mm-hmm. Shaza. Shaza. <laughs> on commentary, my God. Like, just just ask people what their names are before you go call them by their name. Shaza McKenzie. Shaza. It's Shaza. All right. You have it's Shaza. <laughs> I think that's something that only yeah. Australians will understand though, you know? Yeah. yeah. I I had the same I had the same reaction when um commentary were doing Adam Brooks for Major League Wrestling. They're just it's doing all the old Australian uh, tropes, and they're yeah, just uh, yeah. I was yelling at the screen. Well, well Shaza yeah. wasn't in the battle royal long enough for for any uh, tropes to come up on commentary, but uh, because Nyla Rose no. was completely dominant, she ended up winning this casino battle royale, which means she is one half of the first ever women's championship match moving forward. Uh, there was some some good shine mm-hmm. here with Awesome Kong, Awesome Kong and ODB man ODB showing up in this uh-huh. and, and and having that little three way face off with Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong. I popped hard for that. She had a food truck outside for people who attended the event. Like she does, she's a bartender. She runs some restaurant chain or something yeah. or other. And uh, we saw uh, Nicole Savoy, like champion from Shimmer. Uh, the Joker, I uh, was really happy about the reveal for her. Right. Mercedes Martinez. Oh, so great to see her. Like former uh, indie, indie, rest, indie wrestling OG for like women's wrestling in America, like North America. Also in Australia as well. Like she's former indie girls champion over here in WA. Like she's one of the best out there and just been waiting for the news that if WWE would grab her, but you know what, if AEW get her at this point, I would absolutely yeah. love it. So something we got to talk about uh, the with AEW is how they're going to handle some of these acts that just aren't getting over, which we'll talk about a lot when we get to the Dark Orders match. Okay. I think. Uh, but but the librarians as well. The librarians just don't seem to be getting over. It I enjoy them die down. I, I, I'm enjoying them, but it seems to the the ideas of loving them, even though like the gimmick isn't that great, it's starting to yeah. die down a bit. So I don't know. Maybe when it comes to the TNT show, it will seem a little bit, or they're having the better segments for them, but maybe it must just be me because i love them i love them but everyone else in the world is being like oh just ditch the librarian thing already but i'm like watching lever bait step from the book to the book to the book and doing the kofi kingston spot with the books 
I thought it was fucking genius. Like fantastic. I loved it. Fantastic. I loved it so much. Anyway, uh, yeah. So this this Casino Battle Royale, I think I felt like this was the best Casino Battle Royale that they've had in AEW. I think they've learned yeah. from their mistakes and they kept this one nice and tight. Uh, there was no extended spots of people just punching each other in the corner, waiting for something to happen. Uh, it was it was pretty good. It was a really good Casino Battle Royale. They've learned from their mistakes. They're doing good. Yeah. Uh, noticeably absent, Kylie Ray. Yes. Uh, like she hasn't been seen since Double or Nothing. Like she has been doing. She had done some other indie shows since Double or Nothing, but only like one or two. And we we don't know what's happening. It could be medical reasons. Could be personal reasons. It's all speculation at this point. But no, we do know. We do know. We do know. Yeah. The the press scrum after the event, Tony Khan uh, confirmed that she has been released. Oh, she could confirm that being a release, but like the reason for it is what I'm saying. She asked for her release. That's all we know. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was amicable. It was mutual. Yeah, uh, and uh, she asked for her release. So, which is a big I, blow. To yeah, no idea team. why. No idea why. And I was I was a big fan of Kylie Ray. I enjoyed her stuff. So I thought that she was like an actual organic Bailey. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she, the Bailey gimmick better than Bailey. <laughs> so yeah. uh, Bailey I, cranked to eleven. Yeah, and so I'm I'm sad to see her go. Hopefully she comes back if it's because uh, I've I've read some things that like because she deleted her Twitter and stuff. People have speculated that it might be a mental health issue. I hope she's getting the help that she needs. If it's a physical health issue, I hope she's getting the help she needs. I'm a Kylie Ray fan, so I, I really hope that we see her back eventually. Uh, but then we also had on that uh, uh, buy-in pre-show for AEW, we had Private Party defeating mm-hmm. the Kyles, as we have come to call them here at the Big yes. and Helico and Jack Evans. From their lovely, uh, lovely get-ups from Double Nothing and just, yeah. Well, they still do it. They're still wearing they still the green. They're still doing it. Like yeah. Sponsored by Monster Energy. And at the yeah. end of this match, at the end of this match, the private party win. And then at the end of the match, Angelico and Jack Evans, they get pissed and they just start destroying things and throwing people into walls. What does that sound like? <laughs> They're sound- walking, talking Kyle memes, bro. <laughs> It's how they can fly so high. That, uh, yeah. Just, just please, AEW. If you are listening, I know Tony Khan. I know you're a big fan of the show at the B plus here. I know he you're listening. Yeah. Just please repackage them. Kyle one and Kyle two. You don't even need to do any repackaging. <laughs> it's done. Just rename them Kyle one and Kyle two. The Kyles, and uh, just have them punch a wall backstage every now and then, like when they. When they find out that they're not getting the match, they want punch a wall. Just, you know? just put them, the M Monsters logo onto their ring ring gear. It'll be fine. This is a sponsorship opportunity for you. Yeah. you know, Cracker Barrel is fun and all, but the real money is in the energy drink game. <laughs> it it can liven you up, like even yeah, people who are just walking around aimlessly, like a certain person who uh, helped out later on. Plus, well, we'll get that. But think about it. Think about it. Think about it. You can have, because Monster Energy also work with, like, you know, crusty demons and stuff, right? And that's a Kyle thing, too. You can have these guys come out on ramps, like 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 Bash Howard in Glow. How he wants to have them. <laughs> you can have these guys do a wrestling entrance with massive ramps and dirt bikes. This is spectacle at its finest. All right, Tony? TK, my good friend TK. <laughs> Go listen to our Glow Netflix review of season three, guys. It was a real treat. The Kyles, the Kyles lost the match. Uh, now this wasn't for a buy or anything, right? This was this was no. just no because Private Party are in round one 
against the Bucks. How do you feel about the whole having a match for a first round bye situation? Because doesn't it just mean that that's their first round match? It's It sounds very convoluted. It'll probably like make a lot more sense when they finally get around to the tag team tournament. But when it got announced at like Fighter Fest that they were starting to do these, it was a match for a match for a match for a chance <laughs> for the yeah. title. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. Like, essentially, it's become double elimination tournaments for some people. Like, so the best friends uh, lose to Dark Order later in the night. And so when they lose to Dark Order, uh, Dark Order get a first round bye. So you presume that that means best friends are in a first round match. So they have to be mm. eliminated again from the tournament. It's it's uh, it's so confusing and and like it's the same as like with their women's title how one contender is determined in a battle royal and the other is determined in a singles match and the men's title as well just uh, there are uh, I don't know considering they wanted to be sports focused consistent it doesn't feel like it when you look at how they're determining their champions like what is your what is your process <laughs> you're all over the place but they, they had weigh-ins at some point for. Double nothing. Dude, like, the weigh-ins kind of no, weigh are awful. Oh, man. I yeah. wanted to weigh-in for this all out, and I couldn't get all the way through the weigh-in. Like, it was that bad. Although there was a funny moment. Marco Stunt, um, you know, sneaking weight plates into his into his shirt and, like, trying to, to, that, to that make was, himself, yeah. yeah be heavier. But, no, it was it was bad. It was very bad. And the chick that did the weigh-ins should be fired, too, because she, she called SoCal Uncensored. Uh, SoCal Uncovered, I think. I, I can't, she got it wrong. Let's put it that way. She got it wrong. SoCal Unlimited. That's what she called them. SoCal Unlimited. Uh-huh. And uh, they ripped into her about it. It was great. But anyway, uh, SoCal Unlimited start the show. Christopher Daniels, Frankie Carrion, and Scorpio yeah. Sky taking on a boy and his dinosaur and his Featuring other boy. Featuring yeah. <laughs> so, well, your boy, your boy, and his dinosaur. I think, I think JR was calling them Jurassic Express, but JR was also calling Jungle Boy Jungle Jack. So, yeah, no, I think it is the Jurassic Express at this stage. I love this match. I love this. I love <laughs> SCU as the perennial openers for AEW shows. I think I've said it before, they're the perfect uh, group for it. And uh, I, I love yeah. Boy and his dinosaur. I love their stuff on being the elite. Um, I'm probably in the minority there. I know a lot of people think it's stupid, but I think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, Jungle Boy is a star. He's an absolute star, and you're he's going somewhere. Yeah. Oh man, you can tell. I'm I'm I, I'm just I'm enjoying all this, and they didn't lose anything. And like Excalibur said it on commentary, like oh you know, SCU are are really accomplished and and experienced, and you know these guys we're going to get to see how these guys mature as a trio because this was their first match as a trio and i remember him saying that word specifically mature and like their name is a boy and his dinosaur right and so we're going to get to see them mature and i just thought it was great it was like they lost they lost nothing by losing this match they looked great absolutely they lost nothing mvp of course was luchasaurus without a doubt yeah you think you think luchasaurus is the mvp of the team Oh, just from that match, absolutely. Just how he can just transition from all the power moves to just casually flipping over the ropes is just... He's pretty great. He is, he's pretty great. And and as well, like, his whole relationship with uh, Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy and his whole history of being anti-bullying, the second he turns mm-hmm. heel on them, he's going to be the oh. biggest monster heel in the company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was a good, good opening match. Then we move on and we get... This surprised me that this came so early in the show, but... Pack very early. Pack and Kenny Omega 
Uh, big, a lot of people consider a big upset victory here. Pack getting the win in his first match in AEW, defeating the best bout machine by submission. Well, not submission, uh, by referee stoppage with a chokeout. Yeah, from a submission. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing match. I loved this match so much. And, uh, and honestly, I thought it was a strong booking decision. Yeah, they need, like, the fact that Pat couldn't be there for double or nothing to begin with, like, that was a big blow to them. And, like, you know that they were kind of make they're going to make him to be their their big monster heel who was leading the brand. And then they had the whole with the Dragon Gate situation. So now that he's seemingly back now and he has the time to do it, they're going to slow, there's going to be a slower build now, but they need to start making more heals. Yeah. Well, he's and, a bastard. He's just a straight up killer. And Kenny wasn't ready yeah. for him because Kenny was ready for Mox. Yeah. He was like, and even in that promo from being the elite, uh, what time is it in London? I think it's the name where it was, but he was just going to town on Moxley, just like, like blaming him for saying it's your own fault for trying to do everything all at once. And he's been focusing on just one opponent. Yeah. And yeah. But then, ironically, by focusing on one opponent, he lost uh, a match. He lost another match in AEW. Yeah, and and this was meant to be the original match as well. Like Park, like the rumor was anyway that uh, Park would go up against uh, Kenny Omega for the inaugural AEW Championship. So it was nice to kind of see it what it would have been. Yeah, from Double or Nothing. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a brilliant match, but I still think they left more in the can because I think they will. I mean, obviously, Kenny Omega's path to redemption because they're they're clearly going with a losing streak here for Kenny Omega. His path to redemption has to go back through Park at some point. Oh, we won't count Seema, but yeah, just the slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good few. No, but they're they're showing they're showing that he's uh, not not at the level that he he thinks or or wants to be. And he's going to have to, and, and I think it's smart because the American audience, the mainstream audience on TNT don't necessarily know Kenny Omega. These aren't necessarily all going to be people who watch New Japan. They may have heard the name p- potentially mm-hmm. at best, but they, they won't know his work. And so they can be introduced to him and have him be built up as a star, which makes a lot of sense. And having him uh, or Hangman Adam Page chase uh, the, the new champion, Chris Jericho, is, is a very, very smart decision. Moving on, Cracker Barrel three-way match. The Cracker Barrel Clash, mm-hmm. they called it. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, Joey Janela. This was my favorite match of the night. This was like three crazy people trying to out crazy each other in like sponsored by Cracker Barrel. Yeah. That's <laughs> I'm just saying, Darby <laughs> Allen is my spirit animal. Uh you know, I, I mean I wouldn't be doing coffin drops onto barrels onto stairs. I wouldn't do that. Oh, um, that was ugly. But the skateboard with the thumbtacks. Oh. That was brilliant. Oh man. Yeah. Like everything about that was wonderful. Like, are you watching Alex Kingston? <laughs> even like, even uh, tying up Jimmy Havoc to start off with with the chair, and then the thumbtacks in the mouth and the staples. Like, yeah. uh, you, you got to rewatch that. Spot. Seen... None of those thumbtacks went in the mouth. That pissed me off. I, I okay. was watching. I saw them bounce around his face. I'm just saying. I don't know if you know. It's not wrestling's not real. The, the... The astute listeners, the astute <laughs> watchers of the show. But no, this this match was brilliant. I, I'm confused as to why Jimmy Havoc got the victory here. No, I, I'm not. He's one of the first people that they advertise, so they have a lot more faith in him uh, to kind of lead that style of hardcore wrestling. And if you like, Darby's he's one of those people that I, I can see him being like the cha- the, the chaser for 
uh, inevitable like to become this like big hardcore name with AEW and Joey like not I don't think Joey's damaged by it at no, all. No, but here's the thing: they're not going to do much hardcore stuff on TV, right? Tony Khan's already said this. They're not going to they're not going to do much hardcore stuff on TV. So these guys are going to have to get by on their wrestling alone, which all, all three of them can do. All three of them can do. Yes, uh, they can. But yeah, I don't know. There was a different way I would have gone with this, and and I'll talk about it later because there are some booking issues with this show that I that I'm scared about moving forward. Uh, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get the, the next match is the tag team match, uh, Dark Order. Now, the crowd are burnt out from the hardcore craziness. And then you throw out Dark Order. Yes. And Dark Order are just not getting over. No. like, And it, I think it's kind of worse now, the fact that you've got The Fiend in WWE. Like, like no one would have seen it coming, but you, you want this big supernatural. Like, you need some kind of supernatural, mystical thing in a promotion. And I don't think you do. This I don't isn't really. Oh, it's you need to feel that I don't know. AEW want to try and do a bit of everything, and if you want to try, this is their way of kind of uh, appealing to people who like that kind of larger than life, like supernatural. Yeah, element. but the, it's just not working. It's not working. I mean, they look like they got their gear no. from Kmart. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the creepers. I like the creepers to begin with, but mostly just because of that one guy that looked like he was on acid. At the first, at double or nothing, you know, he was like trying to touch everything. Not as MDMA looked like he was on MDMA. He's trying to touch things and get all the feels. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I, I, I don't know. I liked them at first, um, but the thing is, no one else did. Everyone else hated them straight away, and and, and this was a crowd that wanted to love everything, and they're they're just not yeah. reacting. The crowd just goes flat when they come out there, and uh, you know, the biggest pop of this match was for someone who wasn't in the match. Dark Order mm-hmm. beat the best friends, winning their way to a bye in the first round, which means that we don't necessarily have very yeah, we don't have to see the Dark Order on TV until week five or six because the tournament starts in week two. So you got to think by the time they get to second mm-hmm. round, we're talking week five, six of TV, right? Can we get something to to switch these guys up a little? Because it's not working. We could have some segments like we could have some like eerie promos to build up like you'll finally see the dreaded dark yeah, order I, like a little bit more ominous than what i'm making it sound i just hope still... they do something that's <laughs> i just i really hope they do something and and it could be as simple as adding more people like there could be a mind behind the dark order that we don't know about uh because it, you know who would you know who would work really well sammy Callahan. Mm-hmm. yes the draw yep, yeah there's a reason i mean that, every yeah. single group of three guys he he runs they get over but you, you uh-huh. can't argue with the results sammy Ca- and sammy callahan no. would fit in really well with uh you know the whole darby allen jimmy havoc you know joey janela yeah. he would fit in really well with them i thought for the life of me when he left mlw i thought he was going to AEW. It seemed like the natural yeah, well, fit. I'm, I'm putting it out on a limb. If I'm, I'm doing everything I can. If I'm looking at Dark Order struggling and struggling and struggling to get over, I'm looking at the rest of the wrestling scene and being like, every two guys that that Sammy Callahan gets paired with, they get better and they get over. I'm doing everything I can to try and sign Sammy Callahan and and put him with the Dark Order as some sort of evil genius that's controlling the Dark Order because I think it needs it. Everything, everything, yeah. everything. Don't make them just a new OVE. Like let him, <laughs> let him work some kind of magic, you know. Yeah, no, but no, I, yeah. That's sorry. That was... 
low-hanging fruit. I but that's 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 my fantasy booking because uh, it does seem like as well they're big on trios, right? Because you know the boy and his dinosaur got Marco stunt added to the group, and the best friends, Orange Cassidy. Uh huh. The crowd just were like after, like you said, after being drained from the hardcore match, just seeing Orange Cassidy appear is just that the breath of fresh yeah. air you need hands in pockets dives through the ropes does it does a tope suicida with his hands still in his pockets rolls back in the ring does the kip up you know does the whole orange cassidy bits fucking brilliant crowd are lapping it up like it's the kind of thing like when i show this to my partner who's like a very casual wrestling fan uh, it catches her eye and she's like that guy's amazing <laughs> you know like it's 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 mm-hmm. it's honestly impressive the things that he can do and and he has the it factor that just draws people in uh, whether it can last on TV, I don't know. But having him paired with the best friends, uh, because they care so much, and he cares so little. Yes, oh, he does, he doesn't it's care just so him. beautiful. Yeah. It's lovely it's dynamic. So beautiful. It's I just, I'm very excited for that. So that's the highlight of this uh, whole situation. But Dark Order, uh, they need something. All right. So yeah, then we then we move on and we have uh, Riho versus Hikaru Shida. And uh, Riho gets uh, mm-hmm. the upset victory, I guess you could say. I kind of expected it to be Riho, uh, because Riho uh-huh. is the smallest person they have on the roster. Nyla Rose is Nyla the biggest Rose. person they have yeah. on the roster. Kind of writes its fucking self. Um, so when you see that the the other match is being decided, like the other person is being decided in this match between Riho and Hikaru Shida, I'm like, because Hikaru Shida just punished Riho in this match. Oh, yeah. like Riho, the thing like not only from the joshi style is she now becoming more known for it's just that she can take a beating for this small woman like she can give us as good as she can get but she is like her bumps are just yeah brandy put that over right like uh yeah yeah and so we're we're moving forward we're gonna get riho versus nyla rose and that's on week one of tv uh, week two week i think two. to crown the right as the main event yeah presumably. and then like I didn't mention that when Nyla Rose won, like I, like just the comments from people, the fact that Nyla Rose oh, won the, the YouTube comments, oh, just, fucking disgusting. Just, disgusting. Oh, a man is going to challenge for the women's title. And she's a woman. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Cody and Sean Spears, another match of the night for me. Uh, the story here was just brilliant, but uh, Cody, Cody picks up the win, and. Uh, Yes, I, I don't know. I I I really feel like you should have gone Sean Spears here. The argument here was that Sean Spears did not want to be labelled an old hand, a good and hand. by a good losing, hand. A, a good hand. Sorry, and by by Cody winning that match, it kind of means that Cody was right in what he said yeah. about Sean Spears. So and where does Sean Spears yeah. go from here? And and. Uh, Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard, uh, you know, Arn Anderson came out, did the did the spinebuster, huge pop. Arn Anderson, love it. But then Tully just retreated to the back. Did he get sent to the back by the ref? We didn't see it. It didn't get explained on commentary. He just decided to leave. Why would he leave his client like that? No, he's just like he freaked out that he saw his four horsemen buddy. But no, there was no. Yeah, and everyone thought MJF it. was going to turn on Cody as soon as MJF was selected as the guy who was going to be at ringside. Uh, it's way too soon for that, guys. Way too soon. Yeah, no, that's... way too soon. Like I, I thought he'd be chosen, but I didn't think that he'd turn. And I'm, I'm glad they didn't pull the trigger no, on that. Like I, I thought that there would be some sort of, uh, not a miscommunication necessarily, but a uh, distraction or something where MJF sort of costs Cody the match inadvertently. 
Mm. Like that's what I, it looked like they might have gone for that at some point. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I thought would happen because I really thought Sean Spears should get the win here because I don't know what you do with Sean Spears now that it's been proven that he is just a good hand. That's all he is, right? <laughs> so he's not the chairman anymore. He could have, if he had have beaten Cody, he could have washed his hands of it, moved on to something else. You don't have to re- rehash the match straight away. And uh, and then Cody could have moved on because he has Sammy Guevara on week one. And then if you want to heat Cody up, because it looks like Cody's going to be the next challenger for the world title, just looking at the big picture. Uh, big picture, maybe, Because yeah. Park and Hangman are rekindling their feud. Uh, and mm-hmm. obviously Omega just lost his uh, big match and he's got two, uh, two losses. Did Omega have two losses? Yeah. Yeah. So Omega has two yeah, losses yeah. in his AEW record. Uh, and so he's definitely not the next challenger for the title, right? It's got to be Cody. It's going to take one for the team. And you get, it had the whole story of, uh, Chris Jericho saying Dusty promised him all these things at some point and Cody saying, well, I'm not my father. Like, there is history there that they can like work off of. But this is where I would have had Darby Allen win the previous match, right? Because mm. uh, if if Cody loses this match, but then goes into TV and beats Sammy Guevara, and you know cuts a promo about he wants to he wants to reclaim the the world title from Jericho for the AEW fans, right? Because Jericho is mm. holding it hostage, uh, and then you know you can have Darby Allen come out and be like, "We have unfinished business." And Darby Allen's just coming off a win. He has a draw with Cody. And then you can have a Darby Allen and Cody match. And then Cody has kind of earned his way to this title match as opposed to Cody's the executive. He gives himself all the big matches and he beats people he shouldn't. Right? Yeah. Because that's not what you want when you want to be the company that's not WWE. Uh, and, and having Cody versus Jericho as your first title match potentially, which we're guessing here. We're guessing, obviously. But that's where it looks mm-hmm. like it's going. That's not a great look if you want to be the fresh new company necessarily, right? No. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I just would have had it all differently. I would have had Sean Spears going over here for sure. I would have had Darby Allen going over previously so that you could build Cody back up if you need him to be challenged. Because the other stories like Hangman and and Pack rekindling their feud, I'm here for that. Omega having a bit of a, a down run, I'm here for that. Like I I like all these other stories, so it makes sense that Cody's the next challenger, but. I don't like how they're doing it. Yeah. Well, at the very least, I love the foreshadowing with MJF. So after like Cody thought he was going to use the chair to finish the match, and then he just, um, he threw the chair at Sean Spears, but that's just that little look at the end after the match had been finished. Like MJF kind of eyeing the chair off while Cody had his back turned. Like, Oh, that, that was just brilliant. MJF is one of the best heels going in the world today. Yeah. So then we get the, uh, the triple A tag team titles. Uh, Escalera de la Muerta ladder match. Uh, Lucha Brothers defeat uh-huh. the Young Bucks, regaining the uh, or retaining the AAA World Tag Team titles. So this was uh, an amazing match. I'm pretty sure the yeah. Young Bucks died. Yeah. <laughs> like if you give Ray Phoenix or Nick Jackson a ladder, there's just the things that they can do. Like obviously, like both teams, but in terms of like who's the driving force behind each team in this ladder match. I don't know how to describe it. This was incredible. Those bumps at the end were fucked though. They were like, so Nick Jackson (laughs) clipped his foot on the ropes and went head first through a table. And uh, Matt Jackson, when being pushed off a ladder, ended up landing inside the ladder with his head, just smashing into the metal part. Uh, It was, it was brutal. And I don't know how they're alive. And uh, it's, it's scary, but the real story here 
was the the post match because this match again so this is another one of those mm. things where if you want to be you know anti WWE don't put on the same match for three pay per views in a row. Like I know they've upped this yeah. up the well they haven't upped the stakes at all but I know they've upped the ante and had bigger and better matches each time but just don't mm-hmm. just don't don't give me the same match for three pay per views when you've only had three pay per views like just don't do that you know. I, I get that, but I, it didn't feel like it had worn it its welcome it with me. me. Yeah, did you? And, okay. and, but then, the, of, of course, the post-match shenanigans with not LAX debuting. Not LAX. Yep. <laughs> We're very careful in the post-media scrums to uh, when when uh, when someone asked the question. So, have, have LAX signed a contract? Uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz have shown up and mm-hmm. like you made sure to correct him like it wasn't lax that came out it was it was santana and ortiz impact own the rise to lax so like they haven't even aired the taping yet of them leaving impact wrestling they will so create a new lax how, like, team as well they will create a new lax yeah, yeah. anyway uh <laughs> i just thought that was amazing so they come out with the president masks on they take it off with santana and ortiz it's lax they're lax no one's gonna stop calling them lax for a long time i like they try and make the uh the original LAX, they call them the OGs. I still they're, they're all LAX all, to yeah, me. Yeah, they're all LAX to me. Uh, and they were flying the Puerto Rican flag. Uh, so I don't know. They're probably going to be called the Puerto Rican Express or something. I don't fucking know. But they're they're not LAX for now. So not LAX have debuted. Yeah. Uh, the All Elite Wrestling Tag Team Division, best tag team division in Crushing the world. It. Yeah, bar yeah. none. You got to you got to think that uh, certain teams have to be looking at AEW like, can we get in on that? Like, Heart Foundation, right? they oh, got to be looking at it like, can we get in on that? I, I'm pretty sure Brian Pillman was there backstage. He was. Like, when Chris Jericho was having his little celebration, you could see Brian Pillman. Nice hair, that idiot. Hair. <laughs> he just directs it right at Brian Pillman Jr., the guy that's under contract to MLW, and he's just like, "Nice hair, idiot!" Nice hair. <laughs> Fucking Chris Jericho. So yeah, th- then we get, of course, the main event: Chris Jericho defeats Hangman Adam Page, who rode into the ring on Hunter Horse Helmsley. <laughs> Be a horse. He took it literally. Be a horse. Become the horse. Hunter Horse. Helmsley. Just just let that sink in for a second. If you watch Being the Elite. Also, when the lights went out for Orange Cassidy, that was Jungle Boys doing. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, uh, Chris Jericho wins. Uh, a, a lot of people were upset about this, too. I think Jericho as champion makes sense uh, because he's Chris Jericho. You're going into television, yeah. national television, with Chris Jericho as champion. It makes sense. Having Adam Page win the title here is putting a full stop on the story before you've had a chance to tell the story to the mainstream audience, right? Yep. Jericho is the stand-in for WWE. He's the old guy saying, I'm the only reason any of this exists. I'm the only reason any mm-hmm. of this is popular. You need to thank me. I am the greatest. It, basically, he's a boomer. Yes, he He's is. a boomer, right? And look at where they're running their shows. All of their shows are, all of the AEW TV shows are either on or very near college campuses. Mm-hmm. You put a boomer heel on top, you run to it, you try to oh. run to a crowd of college kids, 
And then you have Kenny Omega and Adam Page being like, we want to change the world and take that away from him and show him a better way. Oh, come on, man. Like, that's a story that's going to get some fucking love, you know? Uh, It makes perfect sense to me to have him as the champion. And as we mentioned, like, the original plan, it seemed to be like Park and Kenny were going to be the ones in this position. And, like, Chris Jericho is more than a capable replacement to fill that void and more than a capable replacement to be crowned your inaugural champion. So the first undisputed WWE champion is now the first ever inaugural world champion. So it's just all that history is laying in there. And I I think Boomer Jericho is fantastic. uh, But Boomer Jericho needs to take his meds and... Remember where he puts his title. <laughs> With the, it must be Christmas. Just waking up to this news this morning. Like, I thought, I, I thought this was a work. I thought it was a work. It popped up for the first couple of hours, and then you had like Brian Alvarez and all the other like official wrestling websites. Like, no, legit, he literally lost the title. When I first saw it, it popped up on Twitter because I get tweet notifications from all Elite Wrestling because I'm a fucking mark. And so, yeah, <laughs> AW, a new tweet from AEW, click in, Jericho is launching a worldwide investigation. I'm like, what's he launching an investigation? Oh, he, he's lost his title. It, he's sitting there in a hot tub, he's drinking bubbly, and he's like, my title was stolen, I'm going to find the scumbag who did it, rah, rah, rah. hide the best mm-hmm. private investigators in the world. I'm like, oh, this is a work. They're doing a stolen title angle. It's probably going to be Mox, because Mox is a dirtbag, right? Like, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's not Cody going for the title. Maybe it's going to be Mox. Uh, which I don't know if that makes sense considering he pulled out of a match, but you know, whatever I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, Mox versus Jericho. And then, and then I start looking at the news feed later in the day and I'm like, Oh wait, no, he actually legitimately lost the title. They're saying stolen, but it wasn't stolen. It, he had it in a limo, a mm-hmm. limo driver. At a steakhouse. The, the, at a steakhouse. <laughs> what was it? Long beach steakhouse or something? Longhorn. L- Longhorn steakhouse. I, I have the police report. I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Like, there's the, an actual the, police report, the, guys. The police report. This is when I figured out. Like, this is a shoot. There's a police report. The victim reported the theft of his championship wrestling belt while he was eating inside Longhorn Steakhouse. The victim stated he arrived at a millionaire club airport terminal and placed the belt inside his rented limousine. The limo driver shuttled the victim to Longhorn for dinner. The victim remained at Longhorn while the limo driver returned to the airport. The victim had taken the wrong luggage from the airport and the driver took it back to the terminal. When the driver picked up the victim from the restaurant, the belt was missing. So it sounds like he's returned the belt with the luggage and I don't know. I don't know. Man. It's a missing, <laughs> a missing world title though. Someone out there, someone out there has the AEW uh-huh. world title. Like what a fucking souvenir to walk away <laughs> from all out weekend with. And like, thankfully like AEW has kind of said like they have a backup belt in case of emergency of course, so yeah. you will see you will see a belt uh come the tnt <laughs> tv show but- has anyone checked <laughs> has anyone checked uh has has anyone checked drake maverick or r-truth or because these guys are they're pretty intent on taking belts at random places like steakhouses and airports right like the amount of all those like great Drake Maverick to R Truth to the It Was Me Austin just Repo all man. of that. I saw Repo Man at one point. Repo Man, <laughs> Repo Man is all elite. Yeah, uh, apparently Jericho had some debts. Repo Man, Repo Man's just doing his job, you guys. All right, yeah, he's just doing his job. I don't know why Repo Man gets treated like a criminal 
right? It's paid work. That would be like saying Dog the Bounty Hunter is a criminal. It's busy. He makes a living. He's, he's doing what he has to do. Anyway. No one likes Reaper, so that's- man. Working on behalf of IRS. <laughs> so, less than 24 hours after winning the most prestigious prize in wrestling, arguably today, yeah, so someone is walking around with that. And, yeah, we'll see where where we, they recover it. Yeah, so, a couple of thoughts with AEW All Out. Uh, there's, there's, there's cracks starting to form. Cody booking himself on top is one that people could very quickly turn against. Uh, some of the, you know, the fact that it's Jericho as champion, Cody going for, as the challenger, Park beating Omega. Uh, these are all ex-WWE guys. You yeah, wanna, you can see You want to be the way. fresh new company. Like, it's, it's almost like the things that they're saying, and of course, you know, we're going to be athletically focused, and they are showing the records and all that sort of stuff, but we're going to be, you know, consistency and all this sort of stuff, and then your title matches uh you got to get a buy to get this chance at the bites for the for the battle royale that then you'll face person who won a singles match no none of it makes sense uh please don't just tell us you're going to be these things show us that you're going to be these things i completely agree and hopefully like they'll iron out the kinks come the weekly yeah, well they've show. shown that they are people who listen to criticisms though because what was the biggest criticism mm-hmm. out of the first couple of shows the librarian no alex marvez nobody liked like some people oh, like yes. I, said, I liked the librarians yeah. nobody liked alex okay. marvez i said from the beginning he works in a sports center type role where he gives you the statistics right on the what do they call it the control center when they do the control center thing. Yes. and uh guess what i was right They've removed him. They signed Golden Boy. Golden Boy. Golden Boy and Excalibur? That's a fucking strong two-man booth, my friend. I don't know why we need a three-man booth. And you even hear, like, for the like, the rumors from the past couple of days that they might just have Shivani and Ross for the first few uh, TNT shows, which, again, <laughs> another stellar combination. Yeah. Look, no, here's, here's what I see happening. I see JR be the pay-per-view guy, right? So you have JR with Golden Boy mm-hmm. and... Uh, and Excalibur. You have JR with Golden Boy and Excalibur for pay-per-views. You have Shivoni with Golden Boy and Excalibur for TV. And on pay-per-views, you can have Shivoni in the backstage interviewer role as well, right? Because he does that really. He used mm-hmm. to do that in WCW, yeah? And he was great at it. So, yep. I, I don't know. I, I think they've got a really good uh, team here. But Golden Boy, the, the commentary on this show was brilliant, and it shows that they're listening to the fans. They are. and Because uh, people said Golden Boy was really good at Fight for the Fallen, and he was. And so, to oh, sorry, at Fighter Fest. And he was really good, and so he got a yes. contract out of it, and Alex Marvez got the boot to the post-show, uh, where he was still awful. Well, you can see as, like, the fact that they listen, like, kind of... It gives you hope. Uh, it gives you hope, like more, like more than the other thing, or more than the cracks. The fact that they listen to criticism and that you can actually, yeah, see they want to actively make, appease the wrestling yeah, fans. Let's take a look at some of the other things that happened over this weekend. Uh, my personal favorite show, Bell to Bell, was NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. Did you watch this one? I've seen bits and pieces, and I was really worried because I thought that of this stacked week of wrestling that we had. Of all these shows, I thought this show would just yeah, be me too. there because NXT UK is just there, and it yeah, 
no one cares about the characters yeah. on NXT UK outside of like British Strong Style and for us like Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, although she's sort of NXT now, she's challenging Shayna Baszler, which we'll have to talk about on a less stacked week. Uh, but yeah, oh my god, it's it's yeah, it's one of those yes. things that NXT UK just kind of exists and it doesn't have any real heat behind it. But this show was fucking good, beginning to end. Noam Dar defeats Travis Banks, pretty good match. Uh, no need to really talk much about that one. But uh, Cesaro showing up and an open challenge Ilya Dragunov. Holy shit, that match was incredible. Mm-hmm. Cesaro picks up the win. Uh, it looks like a million bucks. It makes Ilya Dragunov look like a million bucks. And I don't know if he was catching on on NXT UK before, but he definitely is now. And I think just the subtle act of Cesaro, like he thought it would just be like an easy breeze coming here for the open challenges and stuff. And you can see throughout that match, he was visibly getting frustrated at how, yeah, like not much of a pushover Dragunov was. How good Dragunov was. That's yeah. what I mean. It put it really put Dragunov over, even in defeat. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I hope I hope Cesaro sticks around. He's got to be one of those guys who would do fantastic moving to NXT on Wednesdays. Um, you don't want you don't want your Roman Reigns or anything like that showing up. But if they no. move a Cesaro over, if they move a Sami Zayn over, are you going to complain? Of course not. Uh, Cesaro is one of those guys that would do really well in the NXT system and uh, and help build future stars, and he showed it here. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this victory over Ilya Dragunov leads to a match with Volta. You would hope so at some point, because Volta, like, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, well, once Volta beats Tyler Bate, which he does in the main event here, yeah, where does he have to go? Who, yeah. who else kind of ch- like Pete Dunn couldn't get it done? No, he couldn't. Tyler Bate couldn't get it done. You could have said Dave Mastiff was going to be the next challenger, but Dave Mastiff lost a fall to Joe Coffey in the last man standing match here, which was brilliant. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself. We had the NXT UK tag team title match where they changed hands to the hometown boys, uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, both Welsh, and uh, Mm -hmm. in non-WWE fashion. Normally, WWE has the hometown guys do the job. Uh, They picked up the titles here over Grizzled Young Vets and Gallus, and interestingly, they actually pinned the Grizzled Young Vets. Like when Gallus get added to the match, you might mm-hmm. think, oh, they're there to take the pin so that the Grizzled Young Vets don't have to, and it protects everyone. No, Grizzled Young Vets got pinned. Very un-WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that could be Triple H just being like, see, guys, see, Vince still isn't paying attention. We're okay. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm, I'm not just saying these things. Vince would never do this. Anyway, you hear all those rumors of him like crying in the creative meeting, just how they treat NXT stars. Just, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, poor man. Well, you, you hear talk of like uh, Triple H as someone who used to like back in the day go and check r- reddit.com r slash squared circle to see what people thought of him, you know, like when he was mm-hmm. a wrestler. So, uh, eh, maybe, <laughs> maybe he's actually, maybe he's actually like, please, Vince, please, please don't touch NXT. Please. Please, just, just let me keep it. Let me, it's my favorite toy. Please. <laughs> Please. Who will he post social media photos with then? As, as it, just, <laughs> it just reminds me of that, um, the, the Max Landis video, uh, you know, oh, what's it called? I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, it's like the story of wrestling. Oh, wrestling isn't wrestling. That's right. Wrestling isn't wrestling by Max Landis and Triple H is just like, won't you guys like me? Please just like me. Do you like me? And everyone's just like, no, we like Shawn Michaels. And he's like, I fucking hate Shawn Michaels. Anyway. <laughs> that's that's Triple H with NXT right now. Please, Vince, please, please. Anyway. 
What else happened, Greg? Last minute standing match. Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff break the fucking ring. Top rope go, goes crazy. They end up brawling all around the arena. And uh, and Joe Coffey, sort of, they, like, they both stand up at the 10 count after a big bump. And Joe Coffey just kicks his leg out and, and gets the win. So like I said, mm-hmm. Dave Mastiff could have been the next face challenger to Volta. Big boy versus big boy. But he lost here, so you don't think Dave Mastiff's going to move on to challenge Volta, and you don't want Joe Coffey versus Volta, right? Not uh, right now. No. So then, uh, you know that one's done and dusted. Kaylee Ray becomes the new women's champion, uh, defeating Tony Storm. I think this might mean that Tony Storm is US bound. Uh, I think that uh, you know they might want to bolster the women's division on NXT uh, going into two hours a week, and so Tony. I don't see. I'd argue against that just at the moment because Tony was very uncharacteristic in this match, just how she was usually a lot more controlled and like she, Kaylee Ray really got in her head. I think you'd save another rematch to. Oh, yeah, no, I think they'll finish out this feud. I don't think the feud is done. Oh, okay. No, I don't think the feud is done, but I think her losing the title, I think that bodes for, you know, pretty soon she's going to be headed elsewhere. I could be wrong. That's just my feeling. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and then we get the uh, the UK title match. Volta, Tyler Bate. Holy shit. Over 40 minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> this match, match of the weekend for me, uh, bar, like across all the shows, this was the match of the weekend. Uh, and, you know, Tyler Bate gave a performance second only to James Adultman on the weekend. Wow, that high praise. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to throw it out there. Uh just this I don't know. Uh like if Tyler Bate wasn't a fucking star before. Like you know like Volta like he's just that he has that believability that maybe the right person could beat him, but he has that still that air of like the final boss about him. Yeah. It's just he's just a weird combination. Volta makes people. He does. You, you face Volta, does. you lose, you become a star. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting mystique. Like, Volta could be the biggest bad guy in all of wrestling if he gets used right. Well, he's got Imperium with him. Like, I don't know. Like, they, they're going to have to go on an absolute tear at some point now. Like, now that Volta's just, like, come away, like, defeating Tyler Bate, like, just proving his worth once again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but... So that's that's the NXT UK show. A nice, neat three hours exactly. I think it's like three hours, 12 seconds on the network, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I, I just got to say, AEW, again, the place you don't want to copy WWE is in the length of your shows, including the, the buy-in. I, I think w- the show went for like five hours. I was going to say, all that felt very, very long. Very. I, I will agree to that. Yeah. yeah. And so come Dark Order and Riho Hikaru Shida, people at home are starting to fall asleep. You know, well, you, you hear all the stuff that they're actually going to cycle out the roster every now and then. Like I heard this only a couple of days ago. They're actually going to because they realize they have such a stacked roster that's like they're going to work through them all, or they're going to have the people who aren't on TV do other yeah commitments and yeah. But like they they make fun of WWE on being the elite. They make fun of WWE for being three hours on for for Raw and SmackDown. Oh, for Raw, mm. right? Three hours. It's too long. Two hours is the perfect wrestling show. I would argue one hour personally. I like a one-hour wrestling show. That's me. Uh, but two hours... I love my MLW. Yeah. Exactly. MLW, NXT, um, Ring of Honor when it's good. Uh, <laughs> an hour <laughs> is the sweet spot. But two hours, okay. Two hours for a weekly TV show on wrestling, yes. 
three hours for a pay-per-view. That's it. Three hours for a pay-per-view with a half-hour pre-show. Maximum. Please. This is, like, the best shows to watch are shows that clock in at three hours. Without fail. The shows I enjoy most are always three-hour shows. Well, we have the next uh, pay-per-view full gear coming in November. Hopefully they realize and they might shorten things down. Yeah, well, once they're running TV and they may go, we don't need to fill five hours (laughs) on a pay-per-view. Please don't. Just please. I'd rather you cycle talent. I'd rather you, yeah, just, just three hours is three and a half hours tops is a good length for a pay-per-view. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of like we like to put our podcasts at a cap of two hours, right? And, and we've been talking yeah. for an hour now. We're at the halfway point. So let's listen to some ads and then I'll hit you after with, uh, with, we're going to, we're going to bring Ben in and talk about, uh, New Japan pro wrestling and a, and a few Aussie shows. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey guys, just a reminder, if you want to hear all of these wonderful B-plus podcast episodes completely ad-free, make sure you head over to Patreon or Podbean, where we are the featured podcast this week. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, up to $10 a month, where anything you want to help us with, it really helps out. It's going to help us grow the site. It's going to help us redesign some things and Everything that we get through this and through the advertising as well is all going straight back into the podcast so that we can get Aussie Graps out there for the rest of the world to hear about, for the rest of the world to see, so we can grow this mission of watch global, support local, and build indie wrestling. So if you want to be a part of that and get some really cool rewards like call-in shows, bonus episodes, ad-free like I mentioned, then head over to patreon.com slash the B plus and subscribe today. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym, on the gaming field. That's right, they have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods, you can get coffee beans, you can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life, specifically designed by gamers for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game, and to dominate in all areas of life. So check out OutbreakNutrition.com. And for being a listener of our podcast, they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B+. That is B-P-L-U-S at checkout. So make sure if you want to stay on top of your game, if you want to take your performance to the next level, OutbreakNutrition.com. Enter the code B+, at checkout. And we are back. Time to talk New Japan Pro Wrestling. Joining us to do so, you've heard him on uh, the the last couple of King of Sports casts. Uh, Big Boy Mikey, of course, has uh, gone over to Heel Turn Wrestling. He's doing some stuff with some other people. Uh, just a matter of you know uh, wanting to do more and wanting to to spread his wings a little and not being able to do that necessarily here in the way that he wanted. So we've uh, we've obviously Mikey's gone, and we wish him well over there doing the things that he's going to do there. We don't even know what he's doing there, but. We look forward to seeing it from him. Joining him on the last few podcasts, though, our good friend Ben, patron supporter Ben, and he's going to join us to talk New Japan Pro Wrestling from now on. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. Like, <laughs> I've got no co-host to talk on uh, King of Sports. <laughs> like, you want to come along and do this podcast? And now I'm just, okay, now what am I going to do? But uh, fortunately, <laughs> yeah. the flagship, flagships are kicking off now, so I guess until I find a co-host, 
I'll be on here. Yeah. To yeah. to chime in with some uh, New Japan. Definitely. Um, we, we definitely do want to have a New Japan-focused show. So, listeners out there in listener land, if you want to get your audition tapes in, the B-plus at unchained.media, you can also contact us on social media, which we'll get to at the end. But, yeah, uh, basically, we, we, we are open to having a new host for a New Japan show here with Ben. Um, so so reach out to us and uh we, we definitely want to have a focused show but you know new japan's going to get talked about on the flagship anyway so we thought why not why not bring you in and, and have a bit of a chat new japan's not the only thing you're going to do with us though right yeah so melbourne city wrestling i'm a big fan of that i go over to melbourne from tasmania for most of their shows unfortunately i'm going to miss they've got the double header coming up in october so night one i won't be there but i'll be there for night two and then uh we know how it takes a week or something for their shows to go online, so yeah. it will take me a while to be able to talk about night one. And then TCW, they have their shows every two or three or sometimes four months apart, and yeah. uh, I guess I can talk about them here as well. Yeah, they're getting more frequent though, TCW. Which is pretty yeah, cool. look, they have like a two-month break, and then they might go back to a four-month one, so we'll yeah. just see what happens. Yeah, uh, but we're going to start with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Royal Quest took place this weekend. And uh, it was a bit of a quest just to uh, to get the show. Yeah. Well, I waited a few days like a smart person that doesn't want to spend the extra money. And uh, <laughs> I watched it mainly pain-free. The commentary, like the microphones were all blown out and distorted, but there was no like uh, visual issues though. But uh, you watched yeah. it live, I assume? No, no, I didn't watch it live, but the, uh, the, the, the version that I came across, let's put it that way, <laughs> had... Uh, it had some yeah audio issues, no video issues. I did hear about the video issues, videos just going out. Uh, but no, I I had no no visual issues. I had commentary issues, which which pissed me off because Gino does such a good job on commentary. Okay, that's an opinion. <laughs> you don't like Gino on commentary? Sometimes I do, but other a lot of the time he's just saying what's happening and. You know, when he actually offers insight as a wrestler, I enjoy that. But yeah, well, Kevin Kelly's nice. there to call the action. I don't need somebody else just to say, no, he's climbing the turnbuckle. You know, uh, fair, enough, uh, fair enough. But no, when it's the insights that Gino brings, the insights and the, the little humorous uh, quips and whatnot that yeah, I the find very stuff, like the yeah. history with Robbie Eagles and talking about the Bullet Club stuff. I yeah, I do like that. I'm not I'm not trying to slam uh, Gino by any means. Yeah. No, so I I was uh, I was watching the show a few days on delay as well, and uh, and yeah, the, the the audio issues just pissed me off, and I ended up just uh, I ended up just muting it and uh, watching it while listening to the Super J Cast, which is a, a podcast that I, I like to listen to that talk about New Japan, and uh, they're, they're a really good New Japan podcast. If you want to listen to Super J Cast, I highly I recommend. Absolutely, it. Yeah, I've been listening since just before Joel went onto it when it was the Puro Cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So listeners out there in listener land, Super J Cast is definitely one to look up. But let's 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 give our takes. Let's let's run down the Royal Quest card. Other than the the technical difficulties that that were a piece of shit, because uh, as well, it's not on New Japan World. You want these shows to be on New Japan World. Why is this not on New Japan World? The Super J Cup still isn't on New Japan World. Come on, New Japan. Was there? I think I might have actually been on the Super J Cast. Were they saying something about? licensing with live programming outside of japan like whatever their deal with is it samurai tv in japan yeah so they have to use fight tv is that what's going on i think that's the case yeah i think it's a matter of uh, tv asahi have the rights to any show that they run like here in melbourne when they did the melbourne show when they do so they they do them on fight tv for everywhere else and then it can go to new japan world but that doesn't hold muster to me because 
New Japan World is able to uh, geolocate and block, like geoblock, because we can't watch the uh, in certain countries you can't watch the Arena Mexico stuff that they do with CMLL, right? And when they have the shows, like the G1 Supercard, if you were in America, you had to watch it on Fight TV, but in Australia, we could watch that live exactly. on... So they they can geoblock. So if it's if it's a matter of Japanese TV rights, just block the Japanese people from seeing it on New Japan World and let the rest of us because and New Japan World has a lot of subscribers in America, Australia, UK. You know that's one of the biggest markets for New Japan World because uh, we don't get it on TV. Why are we not getting these shows? I, it it bums me out. I don't like it. <laughs> and uh, and as a result, I'll I'll straight out say it. I found a pirated copy of this show. $25 US to watch this when you can just wait three days or two days, 48 hours. Yeah. Why would you spend the money? I mean, look, in hindsight, in hindsight, uh, with the technical issues, probably I, I still would have kept my money where it went. But my money this weekend went to All Out uh, because, you know, a new company, I want them to get TV here. I want them to look at the fight numbers and say, oh, Australia, there's people watching us in Australia. So I put my money there. I bought All Out. Um, in hindsight, with it being a five-hour show, and, you know, maybe I would have found another way to watch that. And, and, and giving the money to New Japan, but no, because New Japan was a piece of shit live to watch anyway. So, <laughs> and five hours sounds like you got your money's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly, <laughs> mostly. Like I enjoyed the AEW show. I put the AEW show above this show, to be honest with you, above the yeah. the, the Royal Quest show. But uh, yeah, Royal Quest started with a six man tag match: Rapongi three K uh, defeating Ren Narita, Raisuke Taguchi, and Shota Umino. Fun team. Yes, it's just your typical six-man opener on a New Japan show that involves, you know, one or two young lines. But it was good. Like I thought, the the three K—that's the double team finisher, isn't it? That's like the best looking one I've seen of that that Show and Yo did. It just looked super crisp. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was a really fun, nice, quick match, quick opener. Uh, then we got Juice Robinson and Kota Ibushi taking on the Bullet Club Hikuleo and Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, Juice and Kota. Oh man. Good team. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But uh, is obviously a huge single star. I don't want him to be bogged down with a with, a, with juice. So. Yeah, but like, but he works really well in a tag team setting as well, right? Like he and Omega were both huge single stars, but as the Golden Lovers, they were a fantastic tag team. I this like this is the team I never thought I I I, I didn't know I needed this team. <laughs> well, maybe World Tag League will get some of this. Who yes, knows? please, because their whole shtick at the end of the match, you know, after they've. After they've won and they're they're like figuring out how to leave the ring, they're holding the ropes for each other. All that's so fun, just fun. Yeah. Juice Robinson is fun in general. Then up next, another tag team match. Now this one made sure I definitely saw this one. Chaos. We've got the Birds of Prey, Robbie Eagles and Will Osprey teaming. Is it for the very first time ever? Is it? Uh, no, I don't think it's the first time. Is it, did they do it in Australia somewhere? Just as as the two of them. It may be the first okay. time, actually. It may be. It may be the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Birds of Prey. Yeah. yeah. Defeating Bullet Club, El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. So they just look so good together. <laughs> no doubt we're going to see this in the the Super Junior Tag Super Junior League. Tag, yeah, definitely. Tag yes. I think they're going to go into the Super Junior Tag League as champions. Yeah. It, they've already done that this year, haven't they? That's like a March-ish. Uh, yeah. No. We don't, we don't, no we don't, isn't it November? Oh, that's uh, the heavyweight tag league, I believe. Super Junior Tag League. Yeah, World Tag League for the heavyweights. That's the 
let's you know let's uh not watch every show and uh, settle down for a bit and wait for Wrestle Kingdom to kick off in January. The Super Junior Tag League uh, was held in two, no, the last one was 2018, and that was that oh, okay. was where you know Ishimori and Eagles teamed up. And so, look forward to a lot yeah, of tag October, October uh, end of October, and then straight after that they get so it's tag team season October and November in New Japan. Yeah, yeah. so October's the juniors, yeah, and then November's sense. the heavies. So what do you think of this match anyway? Like I thought it was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, very good match. Uh I'm a obvious I mean, we're gonna be biased here because it's it's Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay, you know? Uh, I mean what what can you say that that hasn't been said about these we love these fucking guys, obviously. Um they're huge just flag bearers for our scene. Um and obviously having them go over Bullet Club means they're getting a title shot in the near future at those super junior tag titles. And uh I think that that match has actually been announced for destruction in one of the cities. <laughs> yes, there's the four yeah. shows coming up. There's one of the shows is well, might have just finished or is currently still on tonight. But uh I don't think there's anything really big on that. Well, show. it's road to destruction at the moment, right? Yeah, but they're they're getting the title match on an actual destruction show. It's not on one of the road to shows. Yeah, the oh, road okay. to shows yeah. they they have the the Young Lion Cup, which is returning, which I'm super stoked for. Go Carl Fredericks. Uh, but Ooh, shooter. yeah, shooter, you're you're a shooter guy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, it's uh, happening at one of the destruction shows. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping that we're going to see uh, Robbie Eagles tag team champion with Will Ospreay very soon. Up next, bit of a nothing match for me. We had the LIJ, LIJ team of Sonata and uh, Tetsuya Nato defeating Bullet Club members Chase Owens and Jay White. Seems like a while since I've seen any of uh, Chase Owens, so I don't miss him too much. Jay White, one of my absolute favorites. It was just a it was just a tag match, just uh, working towards Jay White's challenge to uh, Nato's Intercontinental yeah, title. Yeah, good setup. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just like it's classic New Japan. Uh, they do a lot of tag matches like this, and you can you can really do without it, to be honest. But you know, it didn't didn't hurt to have it. This is a good tag match, solid match. You know, gentlemen's three, nothing super exciting. Jay White's looking ripped though. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm not a big fan of the beard. I love it. I, I love it. I think the color's a little bit off though. It doesn't. I want a little bit darker to match his his yeah. actual hair. Oh, the, just a tiny little bit of tweak, and and I'll be yeah, on. No, no, Jay White's but, uh, my kind of bad boy. I like it, I'm digging it. <laughs> and then we had a IWGP tag team title match: the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Destiny with Jado defeated Aussie Open. Now I've never seen Aussie Open before. I definitely like this match. Uh, can you give a bit of a background on Aussie Open and and their journey to get so to this good. title match? So good that, to see Aussie Open. In New Japan, finally, we've been advocating for this for a long time here at the B Plus. We wanted Aussie Open in the last World Tag League, and they weren't. And we're, we're thinking they're probably going to be in the World Tag League coming up. Uh, but Aussie Open, yeah. So Kyle Fletcher, formerly known as Instagram here in Australia at PWA, uh, and then he he moved over to the UK, uh, where he he started teaming with Mark Davis. He became the Aussie Arrow, uh, Kyle Fletcher, because you know he wears the hood like like Green Arrow, right? So he's the Aussie Arrow. Uh, and uh, and Mark Davis and they they started you know teaming up and became Aussie Open uh, and yeah so Davis is the hoss and Kyle's the the little guy and and that's just kind of the roles that they play and uh, Kyle's put on a lot of a lot of weight lately uh, Tanahashi had a match against Kyle Fletcher in 
I want to say it was a, a tournament in Rev Pro. I can't remember which tournament it was, but he had a match against Kyle Fletcher and uh, Tanahashi is big, big fan of Kyle Fletcher. Yeah. yeah and he told him, he told him backstage, he's like, you're going to be a big star. Like this is what the reports came out was, you know, what he had to say about Kyle Fletcher was this kid is going to be a huge star. He just needs to eat more. <laughs> Right, <laughs> just, like, just, just put on some weight. And apparently, Jushin Liger, when he had a match with Carl Fletcher as well, he said the same thing: like, "You're going to be a star, kid. Just, just, just eat more. Just put on some. Just get bigger." And he's been getting bigger. And now it looks like New Japan are finally ready to bring him in because here they are, you know, challenging for the tag titles. Uh, they they had to go through a tournament in Rev Pro to get this match, uh, to get the shot at this match. And uh, they've they've been, you know, progress World Tag Team Champions, Rev Pro Tag Team Champions. They've held every title there is to hold in the uk it's time for them to go to japan it's time for them to dominate the tag league aussie open in new japan fuck yeah but of course they they lost what do you think all these australians turning up in new japan like you got mikey nichols there and you know slex has his profile page up there now aussie open jack he's got a profile page and yep, uh, and, yep. and there's Aussies everywhere at the moment. There's Aussies everywhere. You know why? Because our scene is the best and most overlooked scene in the world right. Well, our scene and Southeast Asia, best, most overlooked scenes in the world right now. Are you worried that they're all going to get snatched away, and then we we can't be selfish and see them in person up close? I don't worry about anymore. that kind of thing. I don't worry about that kind of thing. Uh, two reasons. One, I'm in Adelaide. Almost no one comes here. <laughs> yeah. Two and <laughs> um. Look at the the guys that are training. So look at look at the Tommy Knights. Uh, you know, Tommy Knight's been wrestling for like two years, right? Uh, look at look at Reese Angel in in PWA. Uh, Royce Chambers in PCW. Like like the the younger guys. Like there are people ready to step up, man. Like the okay. the younger guys are so far advanced to where our best guys now were at the same point in their career does that make sense yeah yeah I'll yeah, yeah so so i have no worries about the future with our scene not yet yeah until nxt australia well uh, uh, we'll see we'll see what happens but i think i think that it's i think it's only a good thing there's more eyes and uh and uh, the more our people get signed and go elsewhere the more people go oh where did that person come from oh let's watch a match on ovo play of you know and then they see tjp and maddie Wahlberg. you know what i mean like it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing only, as far as I can tell. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Up ne- next match, we get into the business end of the show now. The Never Openweight title match. We have Kenta defeating uh, Tomohiro Ishii to become uh, Never Openweight champion in 20 minutes watch. and 16 seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> going into this, I knew that there was a concussion at some point. And when it happened, it's like, was that it? Was it? Was it the headbutt? No. Go back to the. Uh, the German, German like right? self inflicted it looked like. Was it from the one that he did himself? Yeah, the German. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he does the German and then he takes the German, but I'm pretty sure it's the, the one, one that, that he, he delivered. Yeah, he, he landed funny. It's, um, that's what I, I'm fairly sure anyway. And it was fairly early in the match too. Yeah. And the match almost seems to completely fall apart. Kenta does like, goes to like a, a discus um, lariat type of thing. It was like the weakest looking thing. Then he just falls to the ground. Yeah. Get, he's taking a suplex and I think that he was meant to like fall down onto his feet but he just, just kind of collapsed in a heap yeah, just kind of it was scary, yeah, it was scary that, to watch. That, that particular one where he just kind of flopped and it was just like oh ooh, it, should this match and, continue <laughs> at this point and then um, somehow 
somehow he finishes the match and then can't even stand up on the second rope in the corner, which is quite distressing. Hope he's okay. (laughs) Um, But he's the new never open weight champion. So, yeah. Uh, He's got, what, 10 days to recover until he's um, challenges Ibushi for the contract. Yeah. Which he's not winning that. So, you know. Uh, Mysterious. You watched this match. What did you think? No, I thought I was eerily scared about the concussion during this match, and I thought it was fantastic, but just I had flashbacks to all the injuries like during WWE, and I just thought, oh, no, not again. He's only just he's only just got back yeah. to Japan. He didn't have any concussions in WWE, and, though, right? Like, thankfully, no, it was, it was more like his shoulder. His shoulder, he really took a bad he gave turn someone there. A like, he had a lot of shoulder surgery. <laughs> In WWE. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. never good to see someone go down with injury again. And, and like and like I mean his his best friend Shibata, you know, won too many concussions and then you're you're one back bump away from death. I'll ease up on the headbutts and yeah. Yeah. She out here headbutting him straight afterwards. It's like for Christ's sake. Can we not do the headbutts at oh, all? Dude, headbutt, headbutt spots scare me. I said this to uh Xander Sullivan, who does headbutts a lot in uh Queensland, and I'm just like headbutt spots, man. Anything with the head and neck, it scares the shit out of me. But they're big boys; uh, they know what they're doing. It's you know, it's their it's their body, their body. There's a big show headbutt where they, he puts his hand over him and just headbutts his own hand. You know, it looks silly, but I'd rather that than Sam. Yeah, well, I like the common one, and and everyone's like, oh, it's still safe, and I'm like, I get it, it's safe, but you can still see it's impacting the head and neck. Is when they when they full they they full on headbutt the shoulder. And it's yeah. just, it's still full force. And that's still a hard body part on a muscular wrestler. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I've never given one. So I, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's scary. It's very scary. But uh, it was my favorite match on the card, even with uh, the riskiness, I suppose. Oh, really? That's, uh, a, that's a hot next. take. I thought that, because for me, it was definitely the main event. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we right yeah, to yeah, let's, the next let's hit the next one. For the Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight title, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I guess this was an upset, defeat Zack Sabre Jr. for the title. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. They love putting their title on uh, Japanese people, though, don't they? They do. They do. They do. Ishii held it for a while. Yeah. Suzuki's held it. So adds to the prestige, I guess. But I am sick to death of seeing these two have a match. Like, this was definitely the best out of the four. They've had four singles matches between these two this year. This was recently yeah, yeah um they've had a few more prior to that as well um i did like the match but i don't need to see these two again yeah, yeah no uh, i i agree with that let's 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 uh keep them away from each other for a while put them in different blocks next year like let's just let's have a year without this isn't match. tanahashi defending it again to see him on one of these destruction shows so yeah. is he i haven't i haven't looked at all of the lineups so unfortunately. he's gonna get straight so, back yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> and in the main event, uh, IWGP heavyweight title match, uh, Kazuchika Okada defeating Minoru Suzuki. 33 minutes and 25 seconds. This is felt yeah. long as well. I uh, This was a night for me. I love I love me a good Okada match. I love me a good Suzuki yeah. match. And this was both. <laughs> for a single second did I think that Suzuki was going to win it. I still like uh, once they got into you know the final stretch or even like fifteen minutes in. Then I I was I was way into it then. Like when they were just you know how hard can you hit me? And you you know you watch Okada absolutely crumple to the floor. It's like 
yeah, this stuff was was really really good then. Um, yeah, I watched this before I watched NXT UK, and I was like, I was like, oh, this match might make my top three of the weekend. It might make my top three. It did not. People were raving about not. this match though. So, I yeah, it, it was a really good match. It was a really good match, but Volta versus Tyler Bate was was better. Yeah, it's, I like and, and that's like when you're looking at it, these are these are shows that went head to head in the UK too. Um, and so looking at it in hindsight, if I had to choose which show I was going to watch live, I'd be watching the, the UK. Well, it wasn't in UK. It was in Wales, but you know, that's kind of the, anyway, I'd, I'd watch the, the UK show, the NXT UK show for sure over this show, which I know you don't like to hear being a new Japan guy. But, <laughs> no, no, you can uh, watch whatever you want. That's completely fine with me. I, I, gotta, I, I gotta be real. I gotta be real. The NXT UK show kind of blew everything out of the water this weekend, except for PWA, but we'll get yeah, there. Okay. Well, you won't get there. You'll get to MCW. Yes, and then I'll be tapping out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hit us with MCW. What happened at MCW this week? Yeah. So on Saturday night, I went over to Melbourne, uh, had a completely sober night at the wrestling for the first time. Because uh, I mean, that doesn't sound like I know, you. I'm actually uh, 12 days into my life of sobriety. So I've actually I'm lost so many friends from being a drunken asshole that's. And uh, you know, just for my health and uh, you know, mental health and physical health, it's uh, feeling so much better for it. Like not having any alcohol now, and yeah, that's good. And it, that's it good. helps remember what happens at the wrestling for when I have to record a podcast or, <laughs> or do a write up. So I'm sure, I'm sure well, you would appreciate it as well. Yeah, congratulations on that. Don't go to Wrestle Rock. <laughs> I have been to a Wrestle Rock. I guess it's just uh, sodas and diet cokes in the future, though. <laughs> in the opening match, we had a MCW Inter Commonwealth title match where Danny Sarko defeating, or defending and defeating Matty Wahlberg. So this is only the second time I've seen Matty Wahlberg. I want to really like him, but I just think it's the it's the characters like, yeah, like there was a few things that he did, and I, and I clapped like, yeah, that was pretty fucking cool. But he's still a dickhead though, like yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's his that's his whole thing. His whole thing. He like he was a dickhead heel, uh, but he those cool things slowly won over the pwa audience and and then he kind of turned himself face in that uh caveman ug in the build-up to caveman ug with the 21st century success story youtube series he did uh matty Wahlberg is fantastic he's brilliant to watch but he is he's a dickhead heel and that's his role but i i find it curious that he didn't win here because he's so much better than everyone Okay. Well, Danny Sarko is doing this like big comeback story, I suppose. Like I'm not familiar with him before this current run. Like I know he's been in and out of MCW over the years. He was the first champion that they had. Um, yeah. Do you have much history of Sarko at all? He's been, he's been working PCW uh, more recently. Uh, they're in they're in Melbourne, but yeah, he uh, yeah he's he's on the big comeback run. And he's he's killing it. He's he's looking better and better every time. I can't wait to see this show. Obviously, any comments I have about this show. I haven't watched the show. It hasn't made its way onto on demand yet. So uh, obviously we've got the live report here and I'm just going off, off what I've seen on Instagram stories and all that sort of stuff. But no, when I said Matty Wahlberg, he, he, I'm surprised Matty Wahlberg didn't win because he's better than everyone. That's that's according to Matty Wahlberg. He talks <laughs> this big game. And, and part of his talking a big game is uh, he's like, I talk a big game, but I back it up. So part of his talking a big game is acknowledging that he talks a big game. He did. But promising promising that he'll back it up but he doesn't back it up he backs it up with fantastic performances but every title match he has he loses so he hasn't been a champion in pwa i i wouldn't know 
He has not. Okay. He has not held a single title in PWA. He has in FWA. He has in Newcastle Pro. He has in a bu- in Wrestling Go, a bunch of other companies. But in, in the big ones, PWA, MCW, these places, he he has not held uh, any sort any form of championship. It's it's a matter of uh, choke Wahlberg choke when he gets on the big stage. Cool. He definitely won over the crowd at some certain spots. Like he did this Eddie Gordo from Tekken like Capoeira kick thing it was sort of like the robinson special where he'd done some twisty crazy kick to the back of the head like i don't know if that's right. his normal move set but when he did this like we're like fucking hell that was awesome <laughs> like the whole crowd just seemed yeah. to be like wow <laughs> he, likes, he likes to bust out things he likes to bust out things that wow you did he do the the massive elbow drop from like walking across the ropes and then springboarding Oh, he did like you set him up in one corner and then he's up on the other one, but then he hops down, walks across and just puts the foot in. I love that spot. He did the, the that. corner double foot stomp tree of woe thing, which just looked absolutely brutal. Um, it's, we're like, oh, geez, <laughs> I meant to, yeah. that looked uh, really bad, but like in a good way. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it because I'm, I'm a big fan of Maddie. I'm a big fan of Danny Psycho and this run, like, uh, which is, you know, where I'm most familiar from him. Uh, I don't, I wasn't around for the original MCW stuff. People know this. Like, I'm, I, I've been an Australian wrestling fan for a long time, but Australian wrestling wasn't accessible that I knew of, right? Like, I couldn't watch Melbourne because I was in Sydney, you know? So, uh, my history is PWA. That's the stuff I know. So, I don't know Danny Psycho other than this run as well. And, but I'm really, really enjoying his stuff. But when I first got into MCW, then I, got on the, the Vimeo or the Pivotjet thing and went back a whole 12 months and just sort of got caught up on who everybody was and, and yeah. understanding, oh, okay, so did Gino turn heel on, on Dowie James and all this sort of stuff? So. Yeah, yeah, I did, I, did a similar, I did a similar thing. But uh, there is a full, you know, 10, well, nine, because it's their ninth anniversary. There is a full nine years worth of stuff that you can go back and watch. Yeah. And I'll go back and throw on a random show from time to time. Like uh, I threw on the first show ever the other week and i was just like oh shit ryan eagles like kicked off the show ryan eagles is my dude he was a pwa guy here up in sydney and uh and i was so happy to see ryan eagles on the mcw show i, I kind of lost my shit for a minute but anyway we're getting carried away here uh then up next was a uh, six-man tag i believe yeah? yeah so we had disruption which is the new stable or group with uh, atlas whitaker who formerly known as campbell crawford that's his yeah, yeah. and uh with um, emmanuel and Sean Young, the former TD. Yeah. TD, how, how are you finding disruption? Because I, it's not landing for me. I'm on board with Atlas Whitaker now. The other Sean Young, I suppose he's all right. Um, he was doing some good heel stuff, but this Emmanuel guy, he just—he's not. I'm not sold yet on anything that he's doing. Um, yeah. Uh, but I'm at, not like I'm not like hostile towards it. I'm not anti-disruption at all, which I, I'm meant to be because they're heels. Uh, so that's probably part of the problem. But like, I do, I, I find the Atlas Whitaker character intriguing, uh, just because you know, formerly can be, of course, and and he's changed so much. Like he looks nothing like he used to. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know. It hasn't landed for me yet. I'm not saying it never will, but it just hasn't landed for me yet. There's some great spots with him. Like he's doing like the hundred yard stare, and then just getting like, you know, punched, get his lights punched out, and just the way he's fallen down. Just some some really good spots with him. Like I'm so into his character and his like his hair, just his whole look. Like I can't even remember what he even used to look like as um, Camby now. So I'm I'm all yeah. in with him. Uh, so they defeated uh, this uh, new trio who teamed up at the the ballroom brawl. 
I suppose, with Jake Lindo, Jet Ruka, and Kaz Jordan. Uh, and yeah. they had Holko out there as well. Um, so, yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, I liked it. That's good. That's good. Uh, Ruka and uh, Kaz and and Lindo. Lindo is really underrated um, for as as a singles guy even. Uh, he had a match with, what, Loverboy last year, I think, that was like a fantastic match. Yeah, I can't, they they do blur together, especially when I was completely drunk at those. With the porn stash, it's, I feel uh, like it's been a little while since I've seen him, apart from the brewery, uh, the the ballroom brawl. So yeah, he was he was gone for a while. He was gone for a while. I'm not not sure where, but he he wasn't he wasn't booked for a while, and now he's back, and it's it's good to see him because uh, I'm curious to see how these three work together. Uh, what happened after that? Oh, next up we had the the only un. Advertised match, which uh, we predicted that Jake Andrew Arthur will have a, a squash on here, and he defeated Tony Villani in his in his debut singles match. He's uh, fresh out of the MCW Academy. Right. He had, uh, had a short little uh, sequence. That's why it's in a name the... I don't recognize. I see it on my run sheet. I'm like, who the fuck is Tony Villani? <laughs> yeah. So he was in the the ballroom brawl, and here he got his first uh, singles match. He did get a like he kicked out at one from one move, but then Andrew Arthur just like threw him all over the place, some real vicious like judo suplex type of things. Right. So that was fun, you know. Um, Andrew Arthur's uh, ring gear, his new ring gear, needs a bit of work, needs a bit more material on it because I don't need to see right up his ass. <laughs> and uh, after that, we had uh, the street fight. Richie Taylor finally defeating DCT. So I think this is DCT's first loss, and. Um, this, you, you know, it's the hardcore match. You've got staple guns. You've got the, the photo. DCT's like stapling a photo of himself onto Richie Taylor's face, or he tried to at one point. Nice. Um, he grabs grabs the jug of thumbtacks and pours it all over the place, pours them into his own mouth, and then spits them at Richie Taylor. <laughs> and then we have Taylor, like you would have seen this surely on Instagram. Uh, DCT is set up on the table ringside, and then Richie Taylor points to the entrance way like yep. the top of it climbs up does a frog splash off there which you know took took my breath away seeing this happen yeah i shot him a message to ask him how he was feeling he said he's he's fine he's a bit a bit stiff i'm like that's the vegan superpowers man yeah so, it's the vegan oh. superpowers because that that looked insane <laughs> yeah that's definitely the biggest like in person that's the biggest dive that i've seen yeah <sighs> yeah then we had a intermission, so it gave him plenty of time to sweep up all the thumbtacks. Always have the hardcore match before intermission. That's wrestling one hundred and one. Yeah, definitely. And then we had uh, the singles match where Steph Delander defeating Indy Hartwell, sending her on her way to. Is it a NXT that everybody presumes? It's gotta or be. it's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, she's she's going to Florida. That's that's my theory. It's my theory, uh, and I'm sticking to it. I just going into this match like Indy's always been a heel in. Not just the time that I've been watching, but apparently, as far as I know, that she's just always been a heel. Yeah, and she spent so much of the ring of the the match just mouthing off at the audience and carrying on. And now we're meant to like give her a fond farewell and throw streamers. I did throw streamers because our mate Jules he had extra ones, and he goes, "You want some streamers?" So I, <laughs> yeah, right, then I'll take some, I'll take some streamers. <laughs> it's one of those and, things. It's one of those things where she's earned the respect as a performer, and it's one of those things where the you know it's like a it's like the curtain call. You know, and we, we all acknowledge, okay, kayfabe's over for a second so we can let this person know we appreciate the work they put in here. Yeah. That's but what it the, was. the end of the match, like Steph Delanda finished what I assume is a finishing move, just out of note, like there was no, like, oh, here we go. We're coming into like the last couple minutes. It was just boom, pins. Like, oh, 
okay, I guess that's it. And Steph got out of there and Indy took her time to get into her feet and then she got a standing ovation farewell and, you know, she looked genuinely, like, appreciative to the audience for giving her that and then she was on a, on a merry way. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully to Florida. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, the Philippes, they go into the New Japan Dojo, so I just figured that she would be going to Japan as well to be close to home, but uh, who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe she ends up in stardom, follows Avery. But then, uh, yeah, I, who knows? We'll, we'll find out. I'm sure we'll hear uh, in the near future what, what uh, the deal is with Indy Hartwell and where she's headed, but she's definitely gone from MCW yeah. for now. And coming up, the, well, the second last match of the night was for the MCW Tag Team Titles. We had the Brat Pack regaining the belts from the natural classics, Stevie Philippe and Tom Philippe. Four times, four slips. <laughs> so the Brat Pack are awesome. Uh, I'm looking down at myself now and I'm wearing the Brat Pack singlet. Right. I, I just happened to buy this on Saturday. I hadn't bought one yet. It's like, I think I need to buy that uh, since I haven't, uh, you know, no my alcohol money can go on wrestling merch now. No. And uh, the Philippes, I think they are terrific. Uh, the Brat Pack, I think, are even better. They just work so well as a team. I just wish they'd keep the belts on them. And let's, let's put these uh, two stars together and just, uh, just make them beat the Brat Pack again and again, it seems like. Yeah, it's uh, one of these things, man, I, 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 I don't like it. I don't like the way the like to, to me, keep the titles of the Brat Pack. They're fantastic. Um, they they reunited uh, Loose and Reckless and took the titles off, off Brat Pack like right before Brat Pack beat their longest champion ever reign just to give him back to him on the next show so yeah. that Adam Brooks can do his traveling and do the things he does, which is brilliant. Love Adam Brooks. And, you know, the natural classics. Oh, no, we've just gotten them back from Farley Dojo and they're going to head to Japan. We've got them for two shows. We better have them win the titles so we can have them on our title history and then have them lose it at the next. Sh- I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, it's a mistake. They shouldn't have, shouldn't have put it on the Philippe's in the first place. I get unless it was, I get, unless it was before they went to yes, far later. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you want to have them on the on the uh, the 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 ticket as like in your in your title history, they, why didn't you put it on them earlier? I don't know. It just it feels it feels gross to me, and I feel bad for the Brat Pack. Like uh, they should be the longest reigning champions, not the four time champions. Speaking of things that will gross, so coming up to the, like the last closing minutes of the match, uh, Nick Berry was in, on the entrance, little not the ramp, but the little walkway thing there. And I think it was a curb stomp or like a drive-by, whatever you want to call that thing. And it seemed to like smack his teeth of mouth into the ground. Oh. And then he was checking his teeth and I'm looking, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> this isn't bad. And then like the next thing you know, there's just like blood all down his neck. And I'm like, where? Where's the cut? And then it's like, no, it's it's got this big gouge like underneath his bottom lip, and there was just like a heap of blood coming out. And then so they've they won the the match, and then they get in a chair. And it's like they're not going to make him sit through like a promo segment, but it was just them getting the the clippers out to give him an extra slit. And I'm thinking like, just get him the hell out of here because he's bleeding all over the place, all and right. just get that fixed. commitment. You need that fourth slit. You're a four time champ. You need that fourth slip. That's uh, yeah. so mysterious. Uh, the Brat Pack, they do the, the – Nick Berry puts a slit in his hair for every time he wins the title. I was going to say I hadn't uh, – I'm familiar with the Brat Pack, but I hadn't uh, 
haven't seen them in action myself. Yeah, so, so yeah. he, he ha- they haven't made their way over to West Australia, have they? So uh, They have not, no. EPW, if you're listening, book the Brat Pack, one of the best tag teams in the country. Uh, he has, like, the lad haircut, right? And you know how they shave, like, shapes and stuff into the side? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has slits there for the... Does he have them in his eyebrow as well? I don't think so. that was a thing once, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Man, the Didn't you watch the New Japan Melbourne show? He was on yeah, that. Nick, Nick Berry, uh, if you're listening to the show, uh, I, I doubt you are, but if you are, when you start winning singles championships, start putting, start putting <laughs> slits in the, the eyebrows. Please. <laughs> Please. I oh. need this in my life. Anyway, so yeah, he has four slits in the side of his hair now. No, I saw that. I saw the injury. Um, He posted about it. He, he, uh, he let us know. He's like, oh, yeah, I got um, seven stitches on the outside of the lip, four inside the mouth. Uh, he has two bottom teeth that got knocked out that had to be replaced. Um, and uh, he said, overall, I'm pretty sore. <laughs> <laughs> he also said, uh, he, he also said, uh, you know, I'm in great spirits. These things happen in our sport. I'll rest up this week and make a good recovery. We worked too hard to get those titles back to see him gone. Plus, hey, my sweet baby girl nurse that was looking after me said she would totally dig my scar. Might have to drop some flowers off during the week, Bruzzy. <laughs> he goes into character at the end of the post. Fucking love it. Keep up the good work, Nick Berry, and we hope you're feeling better. <laughs> and we're coming on to the main event here for the MCW World Heavyweight title. We've got Slex defending against Adam Brooks, and it goes to a no contest. So you were saying Adam Brooks is definitely going to win it, and I was like, Buddy Murphy was up in the balcony. You could see him up there, and I'm like, shit, I, I just want to keep the belt on Slex. Don't make Brooksy win it, and then him just like was, you know, he's saying that he's finally signed a contract with somebody, and he's he's going somewhere, and they're just going to give it to him, and he's going to lose it straight back. Like just keep it on Slex, and as soon as. Brooke, uh, Dowie came out at the end of this with a chair and hit them both. I'm like, yes! Everyone else is just losing their shit and booing and a lot of, like, the chants of fuck you, Dowie, were were very loud. It's like it's, like it's the most heat that I've uh, ever heard in there, equal if not more than, like, Gino at yeah. the peak of yeah. him being an arsehole to sleep. That's what, that was what, what it was like in there. So that's going to be Yeah, thing, well, right? I, I, on paper, when I saw it happen, I was like, ugh. I didn't like it, but uh, yeah, but when I, when I saw the reaction, though, <laughs> when I saw the reaction in videos and whatnot, and I saw the reaction of the crowd, uh, it got some real fucking heat. Like it wasn't, it wasn't uh heat. It was like, no, we hate this character for what he's doing right now, and and so uh, it it worked, definitely worked. I I thought this was Brooksy's night. Uh, I definitely do think he's. He's going somewhere in the near future. I assume, similar to Indy, I assume he's going to head to Florida at some point. Uh, but yeah, I uh, Buddy Murphy was there, right? Uh, we should also talk about they announced Hartley Jackson and Aussie Open are coming to MCW9. They also announced the women's title yep. for MCW9. Yes, this was the big thing. It was just after the, the Steph and Indy match. They played the promo thing. And they're like talking about the tournament thing, and then they said eight women, and then me and my friend were like, we're like "Holy fuck, they're yeah, gonna yeah. do it!" They're finally getting their women's title. Uh, but also the, the big, the big news for me: Hartley Jackson coming to MCW for MCW nine. Hartley Jackson, Jag, he's an NXT head trainer. Well, not head trainer. He's an NXT trainer so, in Florida. Uh, yeah. so I say I got. I'll tell you- 
friend on the show, like, isn't he in NXT as a yeah. trainer? He's like, yeah. So what is he doing a bit of talent scouting as well? Or is he no, out no, of NXT? You gotta there's, there's, so, you know, Triple H says we're working with the companies on the ground, like right? Like when they were here for the o- October thing, uh, for the Super Super Show Dash Down, uh, you know, he said, you know, we're working closely with the local scene, uh, and and there's always speculation as to which companies they're working with, which companies aren't they? And they're they're watching everyone. There's eyes everywhere. They're always watching everyone. But uh, it definitely seems like this kind of makes it official. Sort of like in the UK, how you know you started to see WWE people turn up, like people under WWE contracts turning up on on uh, progress shows as special loners and stuff like that uh mcw it looks like is is our progress you know it, it looks as though mcw is going to be the australian breeding ground that will slowly get taken over and turned into an nxt <laughs> i was hoping mcw would be the the new japan link you know you got the rev pro and the ring of honor which well they've been be playing, fading yeah they've been playing american. Both, both sides of the fence because they've had you know naito and and okada and you know, they hosted Michael Craven and, and all that sort of stuff, but they, they do stuff with PWA as well, obviously, because Robbie Eagles is a PWA guy, and so, but Gino is the MCW guy. There's connections everywhere. It's messy, but it definitely does look like uh, WWE uh, getting into bed with MCW. Just just basing this off Hartley Jackson, uh, Buddy Murphy being at the show, which I, I know he's been at shows before. If Buddy Murphy got in the ring and done something, then it would be like... Fuck me! I guess yeah. WWE's but got But anyway, it's uh, it's big, big news, big news, and and I, I feel like I feel like that's the way Adam Brooks is headed. I feel like Adam Brooks is headed. His goal has always been he wants to get to WWE to work with his mate. Uh, and so I, I thought that this was going to be his big crowning achievement. This would be his moment. And I'm going to contradict myself uh, because you know earlier I was like I don't like you just putting a title on people to put them in the history. But Adam Brooks has the history with MCW already. He needs to have that title before he goes. He has to. I say let him win the title and then say I've done it all now. It's time for me to leave and just relinquish the title straight away. Yeah, okay. Doing it, what they're going to make another tournament for a title then as well. Yeah, I guess it is a bit soon for that, isn't it? Well, if it's a triple threat match, if you got will we assume the Dowie's going to be in this match? Then they'll just have a Slakes versus Dowie, may maybe. 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 What do you expect? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to get out of it, to be honest. So I'm, I'm not a booker. <laughs> what do you think Hartley Jackson's going to do with this um, MCW9? I have no idea, but I'm very excited to see what he may do. Andrew Arthur. Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the question, right? Do we get Jack, uh, Jag versus Andrew Arthur? But I don't I don't think it's we're ready for Andrew Arthur to lose yet. Hmm. <laughs> and whoever Jag's coming to face... He's gonna murder him. Uh, maybe may, I'd like to see Richie Taylor and and Harley Jackson. I'd enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, but that's that's MCW uh, for the weekend. Any anything else to touch on with MCW before we let you go, Ben? That's everything that I've got. Thanks for letting me talk <laughs> after that's being right, hold for an hour. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming on and, and filling us in. Yeah, no worries. All right, so I'll I'll, I'll, I'll chat to you again next week. So, Mister Mysterious, while we're while we're talking about Australian shows, uh, which, yeah, while we're talking about Australian shows, uh, what happened over in your neck of woods this weekend at EPW? Uh, EPW had their latest show, Hell or High Water, just the second to last show before their 18th anniversary special reawakening. So then they were that's so crazy. crazy. Twice the length of time for MCW, 18th anniversary. Shit. 
it's it's been a history here and uh, sure enough this was made extra special so they had throughout the night they had the invitational tournament usually a tournament that's done throughout many shows that's considered one of the longest running tournaments in wa but this was uh partly because gorgeous gary only recently cashed in his invitational tournament opportunity he was unsuccessful but now they're kind of rushing it so they had the quarterfinals jared hello highwater and they're going to crown a new uh tournament winner during the next show yeah yeah amazing so can you run down the results for the epw obviously we haven't watched this show you didn't get out to the show this weekend uh because it was on father's day no i did do a full result and i've I, I did do a full result list and I um I've convened and talked to people who did attend the event. Unfortunately, I was not able to make it during that night, but uh, all things, obviously I hear that EVW are trying to always outdo yeah. themselves. So yeah, I, I can start. So the street gang hooligans, they retained their titles against the, I don't know what to call them, like the, the light. So you had Tyler Jacobs and his children. So his latest acquisition, his latest child, yeah. Taylor King. He's not a child, right? Like, Taylor King's like, I'm not a child of the light. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's the gold, he's calling himself the golden child of Father Jacobs now. Okay. And I was, this seems so far out of left field. Like, I always thought that I didn't know what to expect from his whole, um, Britney Spears inspired breakdown where the direction he was going with this. And now it's like, it's a, Cultish story of his friends trying no, to he's take found him a spiritual back from... guru. That's that's, a, that's actually a spiritual... I'm surprised yeah. we didn't call this because it's the logical next step. <laughs> you find yeah. a spiritual guru. That's they all you have this. We've got the king guru, and his yeah. prophet. The king and his prophet. Yeah. So unfortunately, they were unsuccessful with Taylor King taking the pinfall to the street gang hooligans. They did the Iron Lotus double team. Like they were they. Taylor King, they did do a great job teaming up with Tyler Jacobs. Like they had a match at a showcase before. Like I think you saw that one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as I mentioned, we had the quarterfinal matches throughout the night. So the first one, Julian Ward, he defeated Craven. He had, uh, of course, Amber in his corner. Like he's been on a tear like since he's been joining the Untouchables. Yeah, new member of the Untouchables. Uh huh. New haircut, new look, new attitude. Absolutely taking the world by storm. Yeah. You had uh, Kiel Steria defeating uh, the Free Spirit Zenith. He was a last-minute replacement. Of course, David Nero, unfortunately, wasn't able to um, make the event. So a welcome a welcome replacement, of course, with Zenith uh, crushing it over in India at the moment. Yeah, yeah. On, on Win Kumar Dingal. Ah, I, I practiced saying it uh, for the other. Hang on, let me, let me read it. Yeah, where is it? Win Dangal Kesoma, a TV mm. show uh, in, in India. It's crazy, crazy. It's watched by millions of people, supposedly. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in India at the moment. And, yeah, Steria picked up the victory here, unsurprisingly, like former EPW champion as well. You had, um, before the intermission, you had the alternate Cruiserweight Classic, the, the, the main dream draw. Match. The dream match that everyone was going to be talking about. Damien Slater versus tj perkins i cannot wait to watch this match this way just from the because epw they do instagram like little previews they don't give the results away of course they're gonna yeah you know bring people in but just oh, we'll do it we'll, we'll give you the results <laughs> damien slater wins damien slater won with the slatality but just hole for hole these guys this 
they were ready to put on a a masterclass and yeah, like I said, I was in attendance, but you hear all the positive feedback and everyone's saying, raving how they think it's one of the best matches of the year over here. Yeah, and look, guys, just because we gave you the results doesn't mean you don't watch the show. Go watch no, the of show. Course Vimeo, not, of course not. Vimeo.com slash EPW, whatever it is, links in the show notes. Uh, Vimeo, uh, pay them the money. They deserve the money. Watch from the vault. They've got shows going back. How many years did you say? 18, 18 years. 18 years. 18 motherfucking years. they got shows going back. It's well worth your seven or eight dollars a month i don't even know how much it is that just comes out of my credit card every week every every month it, get around epw from the vault mcw uh on demand as well uh, get around all of these because it's, it's well worth the money but yeah yeah carry on so after intermission so the next match was another invitational tournament match dan moore the nice guy defeating the coastal champion marcus pitt which is very surprising uh he had Amber and Julian Ward in his corner, of course, uh, a member of the Untouchables. That's not surprising. Dan Moore's not going to win the tournament, but you give him a win in the first round over one of your undercard champions, it gives them a future mm-hmm. championship match. Yeah, nice, nice, yeah. nice tournament booking. Tournament booking 101 for you there. So uh, you had Amber and Julian Ward, they were going to throw powder in uh, Moore's eyes, but Ward missed and he hit Amber, and then Amber attacked Pitt while the referee wasn't looking, and all confusion, and it led to Dan Moore getting a roll-up. So chaos, that was I tell you. Chaos, chaos, absolute chaos. The fourth match, uh, we had Gavin McGavin win by submission against Gorgeous Gary, coming Good. off, coming back from injury. Good. Good to see Gavin <laughs> McGavin advancing in the Invitational. That's what I want. So they, they had faced off a couple of shows prior with Gorgeous Gary actually picking up the victory with yep. Gavin not really taking him seriously. So now, now Gavin gets his win back. I'm very happy. Now he gets that. his win back. Yeah. yeah. Very happy about that. And uh, Gavin should go on to win the Invitational Tournament, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the only title he hasn't held in EPW? The, no, he's won every title. Um, he's the first Grand Slam champion yeah, for no, EPW. I know that, but he's, he's never won the Invitational Tournament, though. Oh, no. Okay. So, yeah, no, he hasn't. As far as I'm aware, he hasn't won it. Yeah, I may be wrong. Uh, I'll have to fact check it, but I'm pretty sure Gavin, like, this is, once he gets this, uh, he's done everything. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. And uh, how you like him now? We like him a lot here at the B+, Gavin McGavin. <laughs> uh, it, it, it can be said that I am number two in the Gavin McGavin fan club behind only Gavin McGavin himself. And then we had the main event. So for the EPW Championship, you had the Don, Michael Morleone, defeat the godfather, Davis Storm, who was trying for one last time to become the champion that he's, so his kids could see him, what that was like. Uh, they tore it up, which was like really hard to do after the Damien Slater match with TJP, yeah. but they found a way. And yeah, Michael Morleone, once again, still the champion. Like Storm worked... Um, his arms and his back to stop the choke bomb happening and like at one point he did a choke slam instead but uh, towards the end of course managed to one last gust of energy managed to get the choke bomb one two three and yeah davis storm uh left crying in the middle of the ring he was there with his son it was very emotional moments uh but Yeah. yeah both guys came out looking fantastic definitely looking forward to seeing that one uh, but that that does it for EPW. Uh, the other thing we want to look at is PWA. Did you watch PWA break their backs and make them rumble live on Overplay? I didn't watch it. Um, I've watched some bits and pieces, but I haven't watched boo! all of it. Everyone boo this man. <laughs> boo this man. You have to watch this show, man. We're leading into Coliseum. You're coming over for Coliseum, right? 
I am. I'm looking forward to seeing Maddie Wahlberg, Orange Cassidy, uh, Davis, David Storm. Look, like everyone, I can't wait to see. It, it, look, you got to get around the PWA shows, my brother. I'm telling you, PWA is the best independent wrestling company in the world. There's only so much time I can devote to PWA wrestling. is the best independent <laughs> wrestling company in the world. And you pay them $10 a month. And at this month, you're getting three shows, right? You got uh, the, the hot dogs and handshakes, the green label, but quack to the future. You got the break their backs and make them rumble. Come on, man. It's a no brainer. You got to watch some PWA. And I'm going to tell you what happened though on this show. And, and you're going to be so blown away that you're going to go and spend that $10 right now on Overplay. And so is everyone listening because this show was the best show of the weekend. It was better than the NXT UK show. It was better than the uh, New Japan show. It was better than the AEW show. This was, for my money, the most entertaining show of the weekend. They don't pay me to say this, by the way. All right? I'm flying against no, the Coliseum. I'm flying up to go to the show. Like, this is... I, PWA is amazing, and they deserve everything that they're getting and they're they're just fucking killing the game right now show starts off tj perkins defeats maddie Wahlberg. now again this is another instance of choke Wahlberg. choke uh you know very talks the big game but uh he doesn't win it and 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 i thought he was because i have i've i've got him picked as my my choice to win coliseum and i think the story that they may be going with is that he keeps choking and he he can't win the big one and and so he's gonna really have to pull it out to to win uh coliseum and uh, maybe he's not going to get there. Maybe he's going to fall short again, and it's going to break my fucking heart. I hope he doesn't. But uh, even though he he fell short, he refused to shake TJ Perkins' hand after the match, and then TJ Perkins cut a promo on him about how that's why he likes him. That's why he likes Matty Wahlberg, because he reminds him of him when he was uh, when he was young, and he wouldn't have shaken his hand mm-hmm. either. And so he puts he puts Matty Wahlberg over even in loss, which was which was good. And uh, and then we move on to Jessica Troy defending her PWWA title, formerly a women's title, but now an open title for anyone to challenge. She defends for the first time against Matt Diamond, successfully winning the match. After the match, we are treated to a video saying, arm collector Jessica Troy, you have been noticed. This means that uh, she is in the Coliseum. She is the fourth competitor for Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Find out who the fifth competitor is on Friday, uh, tomorrow, Thursday. We'll find out who the fifth competitor is. So if you want to know who that was, Tune into the Aussie Graps show on Friday because I will I will run it down with the news. But obviously, this is for us giving results and and stories of what actually happened. So, uh, you know, on the Aussie Graps show, I will still give you the news. I'll let you know who the fifth competitor is, all that sort of stuff. It's uh, uh crazy though. Jessica Troy instantly jumped up my list of people who I think could win Coliseum. She's a top contender. I have seen her perform before, like. Yeah, there is no one quite like her, like regardless of any like men or women's division. She's one of the best wrestlers in this country. Yeah, yeah, she's one of the best wrestlers in this country. Very excited to see her in Coliseum. I think that she and Orange Cassidy could have an absolute cracker of a match. I think that uh, she and Davis Storm would tear the hat like the just out of the people that are already in there. The 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 matchups, the potential matchups are insane, and I would love to see uh jessica troy and maddie warburg in the final that's i called it as soon as the video went up i was like that's my final i'm calling it my final for coliseum is maddie warburg versus jessica troy they could do fantastic work and we'll see if god maddie chokes to jessica yeah, troy well he'll i don't think he'll choke but <laughs> he, he'll try so. to apply the choke it'll become 
uh, an armbar and he'll tap out. Anyway, uh, then we had a one-on-one match between Unsocial Jordan and Concrete Davidson. So the uh, Unsocial Jordan, of course, a member of SMS. Uh, they're kind of like the mm-hmm. right to censor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then you got Concrete Davidson, part of the Black Shirt Cool group. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck at all. They're so cool. They're so cool in their black shirts. They're cool black shirts. Ironically, Social Media Squad have cooler black shirts than the black shirt cool group, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so they're, they're, uh, their teammates were banned from ringside. Now, for a while now, Concrete Davidson and uh, Party Boy Jax, the other member of black shirt cool group, have been hyping up their mm-hmm. third man because, you know, every good stable has a third man. Yeah, Naturally. so they even had a shirt for the first time here at PWA, uh, break their backs and make them rumble, that said, uh, you know, Concrete Davidson, Jax Jordan, and the third man. Uh, and we found out who the third man was. Uh, basically, even though even though the partners were banned from ringside, Jax Jordan did come out and uh, and get involved, which led to the disqualification on Social Jordan against the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then out comes Ricky South, and you think he's coming out in the save, but he also... Beats down Unsocial Jordan, and uh, the official Richard South is back to being tough stuff Ricky South, and he he is finally. the third man. You say finally. I think it was a little too soon. I would have liked to see. I was enjoying the official Richard South. I was enjoying the video packages. I was enjoying uh, the promos. I was uh, enjoying all of it. I love me some tough stuff Ricky South. I'm very happy to have tough stuff Ricky South back. I would never complain about having tough stuff Ricky South back. Uh, you know, I want to hear, I want to go to Coliseum and, and, and sing along to I Will Survive. Of course. Like, what? of course I want that. But at the same time, I was enjoying the, uh, the, the, the official Richard South. Uh, I, I personally felt like when it happened, I was like, oh man, too soon. Like they could have, this still had legs, but I guess it's better to, you know, cut the legs off. Better to do it It's now. better to cut the legs off than to you know, go to a point where you can't walk on those legs anymore, right? Like, mm. that's that's probably, you know, the best way to look at it. And uh, if it's so that I get a face Richard South, uh, a face Ricky South in Coliseum, I can't really complain about that, can I? No, can't no. complain about that at all. So he's the third man, black shirt, cool group. It just sucks, though, because I'm I'm against black shirts. And he's going to have black shirts. I gotta... They're going to convert no, you, No, because... Ricky South is flamboyant aggression. I want a pink sh- I want a pink black shirt cool group shirt. That's what I want. Put out a pink black shirt cool group shirt. That's really hard to say. <laughs> I want a pink shirt black shirt cool shoot. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? If they put out that shirt, I'll buy I it. Do. Uh, I, I do. I'll buy it at Coliseum. I'm, pu- I'm just putting that out there. Uh, someone else who I'm, I'm getting a shirt at Coliseum. I've already uh, ordered the shirt. I just have to pick it up at the Coliseum show. The Velocities, the new PWA Tag Team Champions, defeating the nations, Jack Bonzo and Mick Moretti. Uh, this was an amazing match. Just incredible. Uh, just mm-hmm. can't say enough. Just go watch this match. Fantastic fucking match. Uh, at multiple points, I thought Jude London was dead. Um, Jack Bonds is working with with a bit of a sore neck at the moment. He's you know had to pull out of shows that were down here and whatnot. I, just so I was I was scared watching the match, but at the same time, it was an amazing fucking match, and I can't recommend enough that you watch this match. Uh, and even though Bonza is hurt, even though he lost the tag team titles, he won the thirty man Rumble match. And this Rumble match had some big mm-hmm. moments. 
had some returns, had some debuts, but the absolute star of the show was one James Adultman. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been paying attention to Australian wrestling Twitter this week? Uh, probably not to the same degree as you, so why don't you tell okay. me what happened? Well, well, James Adultman is uh, the new sensation in Australian wrestling. It, he made his debut here in the Rumble. Uh, apparently, he is uh, the Prefect's uncle. So the Prefect's okay. you know, schoolboys, Billy Preston and uh, Jimmy Townsend. Uh, they... Uh, their uncle, James Adultman, mm-hmm. who is definitely an adult. Oh, clearly. Uh, absolutely. 100% an adult. He he made his debut. It, it, it was the prefect sitting on each other's shoulders <laughs> in a trench coat. <laughs> it was 10 foot tall. Just ridiculousness. And now James Adultman has a Twitter and he's like, oh, I debuted in the Rumble last night and today I did a business. And it's all... It's all a shout out to Bojack Horseman. If you've ever watched Bojack Horseman, yeah. um, Bojack's agent, I'm forgetting her name, is it Fiona? I can't remember her name. The cat. Um, she dates a guy that she is somehow blissfully unaware is clearly three children in a trench coat. Uh, <laughs> so James Adultman has made his way to PWA and I am here for it. Like, J- hashtag James Adultman for Coliseum. Uh, I want to see James Adultman versus Orange Cassidy. How would that work? <laughs> just Orange Cassidy, just with his hands in his pockets, just casually kicking at the legs of the bottom prefect. Like, just like I just, I just want to see it. I just really, really want to see it. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but Jack Bonza, of course, uh, picking up the win. Uh, AJ Istria had a, AJ Istria had like a shock, um. Shock appearance. No one knew he was there. He wasn't announced. And AJ Street, of course, was in last year's Coliseum tournament. He's an Adelaide guy. And on Twitter, if you were on Twitter live tweeting the show with Ovoplay, people were watching from home. And AJ Istria had tweeted at some point throughout the show as if he was watching from his home in Adelaide. Uh, and who was it? It was uh, and Link Barnett. Link Barnett was, like, tweeting as if he was sitting there with AJ Istria watching the show. Mm-hmm. Right? And so he would tweet things like, oh, AJ Istria just did this or whatever, like, d- during the show. Like, rah, rah. like it, would, it, it was... He worked us into thinking AJ Istria was here in Adelaide, and then all of a sudden, now comes AJ Istria. It was fucking amazing. These are the reasons you live-tweet shows. Uh, you want to watch the shows live. You want to watch them on Ovo Play. But Jack Bonza ultimately picks up the win. Uh, he is going on to face... Caveman Ugg for the PWA title in the at the night two of Coliseum. Mm. So uh, we could get Jack Bonza PWA champion. And, you know, there were seeds sown a while ago for a story with Shaza McKenzie or Shaza, we should say, God, no. uh, <laughs> where, where Jack Bonza said that she's not a real champion when she was the PWA champion. He said that she's not a real champion until she wins the PWA title. Yeah. And so she comes back. And Jack Bonza has that title. Just saying. We could see it. We could see it sooner than later. She could come back and win Coliseum. At this point, every person who gets entered into Coliseum, I'm like, that's it. That's the person who's (laughs) going to win. Orange Cassidy, you have been noticed. Well, obviously, Orange Cassidy's going to win the Coliseum. Matty Wahlberg, you have been noticed. Clearly, 
Matty Warburg's going to win the Coliseum. Jessica Troy, you have been noticed. Well, I think Jessica Troy is going to win the Coliseum. I am fickle. You are. I am the reason Daniel Bryan hates wrestling fans. Anyway, <laughs> this show was incredible. Get around this show. PWA break their backs and make them rumble. Uh, six ninety nine for a week on Overplay. Nine ninety nine for a month. Eighty dollars for a year. It's well worth the money. You get Newcastle Pro Wrestling shows as well. Uh, PWA are just killing it at the moment. Just killing it on every fucking level. Their video packages, their production, their match quality, everything. It, it, James Adultman. <laughs> it's it, everything is perfect. You need to watch this. Uh, let's let's talk two of our uh, random stories that we like to like. You used to like to end all the rest with uh, what we would call the fluff piece, right? Just so, either some wholesome or just off the wall information, <laughs> just to make you think, like to end your week, pretty much. Well, I, I got two things. I got a discussion point here that I want people to to write into us about, whether it's on social media, tweet, tweet us, Facebook, put it in the comments of this show on Podbean on. Uh, you know, I not on iTunes. You can do reviews. I don't want you to leave this in a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. But like, send us an email, the B plus at Unchained Media, or hit us up on social media, uh, with what your take is on this specific situation, and we'll probably talk about it on a call-in show in the future as well. Nick Aldis mm-hmm. believes that WWE has left a gap in the market for NWA. Right? Yeah. Be- and he w- he was saying this the way he explained it was, uh, you know, because they have such big production and it sort of overshines the personalities and he wants to take it back to the territory days where it's like you know two cameras a ring in a studio you know mm-hmm. and uh and the characters are the reason that you tune in it's, it's the studio wrestling you know yeah um i understand where he's coming from but to say there is a gap in the market for anything at this point with the amount of wrestling out there i think that's sheer insanity i i think I can think by like the fact that there is a gap in WWE is the reason that's let all these other promotions come out like AEW and everything else. But to say specifically just the NWA, I, I would disagree with that. But I think as a whole, like the scene is because of a lot of the f- faults of WWE, like programming as of late. Yeah. People, people want an alternative. They do. Yes. But to say there's a gap in the market when the market is, as crowded as it is, just in America, mm-hmm. just in just in North America, these are your companies that have TV deals. Okay, you have WWE obviously on USA and soon to be Fox, right? And by the way, we're talking like eleven hours a week of programming from WWE. If you include if you include Miz and Misses, if you include Total Bellas, mm-hmm. you're looking at eleven hours a week on TV, cable television, uh, for WWE. Then you've got Impact Wrestling. They have two hours on TV as well. I mean, it's it's on a channel no one gets, but it's there. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Impact Wrestling. They have two hours. You've got MLW on BN Sports for an hour. We're going to have AEW for two hours on, uh, on, on TNT, which is a major cable network. You've got Ring of Honor on all, like, on Sinclair Broadcasting for an hour a week. Uh, am I forgetting any? Ring of Honor, MLW, and uh, oh, NWA are having a TV yeah, show. Yeah, soon. NWA, of course. Yeah, I'm just saying there is more wrestling TV in America now than there has ever been since the territory era, right? Mm-hmm. But even in the territory era, you're talking about local markets, right? Yeah. If you were outside the the Mid Atlantic, you didn't get Mid Atlantic wrestling, right? 
I mean, I, I don't know the specifics of this because this is not, I'm not from there. I don't, but, but the way I understand it was the territories carried their own show on their little networks, but there was no national cable, nationally syndicated show. WWE came along, they were the first to do it, and then they sort of slaughtered everyone as a result, mm-hmm. right? And thus a generation was born of, yeah, the WWF and then WWE. Yeah. Yeah. But these are like, I just listed five promotions, and I'm sure there's one that I'm forgetting. Uh, women of wrestling wow yeah like just the amount of promotions there yeah there's, there's so it's many too much. there's yeah. so many there's so many wrestling tv shows to say there's a gap in the market feels like insanity to me but i want to know what you think i want to know your take so in the comment whether you're listening to this on youtube on facebook on a podcaster you know email us message us on social media comment us leave it in the comments let us know what you think is there a gap in the market in american wrestling for anyone let alone NWA to fill. And uh, and what's the random off-the-wall bit of uh, information that you have for us this week? Well, Dave Batista, uh, the lovable Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, the man who is invisible, um, made he, retired officially WrestleMania 35. Uh, he's made no secret that he wants to be in a Gears of War movie. Do you think he'd be like a natural fit? He's huge. He's got the scowl on, like known for yeah. being violent. But... Um, we don't know when that's going to happen, but um, something seems to have happened. This this announcement. He's going to be in Gears Five, the actual the game. So rather than be in the movie, he's going to be an actual player in Gears of War. Right, right. To which I respond with that meme. I'm sure you've seen that's like, "Do you have an Xbox One?" No, I'm not gay. That's a horrible it's a joke. Bad joke. And of yeah. Course, so. Of course, the colloquial use of gay as an insult is is not we not something we support. I'm just it's a meme. I was just sharing the meme. Uh, it's 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 really hard to share memes in audio format. It is anyway. Unless you're doing the, anyway. the SpongeBob meme, like aside from that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Gears Five, Batista. He's so he's going to be a playable character. He right? is going to be a playable character. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy. So you can go in and be Batista and just tear shit up in Gears of War. That's amazing. And with that, I think we'll uh, we'll call it a day. If people want to uh, let you know what they think of uh, NWA's gap in the market, uh, where can they find you, Mr. Mysterious? You can find me on all the socials at Ms. Mysterious with a 1 and 7 I, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Grapple. Hit us up. Let us know what you thought about our flagship show, our new debut. And yeah, tell us what you liked and what you didn't like. How about yourself, Greg? I am at Greg Unchained on Twitter, at the Greg Unchained on Instagram. I'm I'm Greg Unchained on Station Head too. Very nice. Uh, if you tune into Station Head, you can listen to some tunes. I'm going to be going live randomly throughout the week, and I'll talk wrestling. If any of you show up to talk wrestling, I'm happy to talk wrestling. So, Greg Unchained on Twitter, the Greg Unchained on Instagram, Greg Unchained on Station Head. I got to get better at saying this. We collectively are the B Plus Wrestling Twitter because wrestling would have the B Plus Wrestling everywhere else. Like, share, subscribe, five star review. If you like what we do. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you guys.